This and all episodes of the podcast have been brought to you by our generous patrons over at Patreon The Daisy Podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can support the show each week, then please click the link in the description down below to find out more information about Patreon The Daisy Podcast. Thank you for your support. Just a big thank you to our current supporters of 87.8 Survivor FM, the Daisy Podcast. They are our $10 supporter, Scale Speeder Gaming. Thank you so much, mate. And our two $25 supporters, very generous of them, Jake Snow and Keegan Holland. Thank you all so, so much for your support. It goes a long way to keeping the show going each week. G'day folks and welcome to episode 44 of the Daisy Podcast. You are joined tonight by my usual co-host, Brim. How you doing, buddy? Can't complain. I'm upright and breathing, so I'll take that. <laughs> and this week we also have MDCon Twitch or Michael Cullen. Um, how are you today, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Um, like I said, uh, pre-show, um, I just woke up, so uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> and he's not even an Aussie, folks, and he's only just woken up. How fucked up is his sleep cycle? But we were joking beforehand that I think all these modders are the same. Dab, who should be joining us later, is um, the same. He's got a terrible sleep cycle. Um, but we also have the one and only Erno. How you doing, buddy? Um, doing good, man. I'm really busy uh, with lots of stuff I'm working on. Oh. Other than that, doing good. Mate, you are just, in, you've got your fingers in everything at the moment. It's amazing to see, mate. Really good to see. Yeah, yeah. Working on a lot of, lot of projects. Mm-hmm. Go, go big or go home, mate. That's what they say. Exactly. Okie dokie, folks. So what a week it's been um, with uh, Daisy this week. Um, yeah, we've had everything from PayPal dramas to um, the first thing we're going to talk about before we start on the uh, modding topic. Um, but... Brim, do you want to um, go about the uh, patch notes that came out? I was—I I don't know about you, Erno, but I was pretty happy with them. Mm, yep, they were right. I didn't read fully through them, but I saw uh, Marx's video on it. Yes, and uh, watched that for a bit, and it was yeah, didn't seem too bad. Yeah, if you bear with me a minute, I'll grab the patch notes up. I've just started um, streaming in Discord for you all to have a look, so it shows up on streams and stuff as well. Bear with me just a second while I uh, figure my existence out. Uh, but yeah, patch notes. I mean, it's so far so good. Um, I think there's going to be a few people a little bit disappointed. Uh, for those who don't know, new experimental patch for 1.11 uh, came out a couple of days ago, and the uh, patch notes change log has been put up, uh, as we would expect. And Fans of the show will remember back on the Christmas episode of the podcast on the 19th of December, uh, we were quite lucky to have uh, ex-community manager Jakub and current PR and brand manager Scotty on the podcast. Uh, And they talked about various Daisy-related things with us. Uh, One of the things that Scotty talked about uh, was something that we've, uh, we've broached on the podcast many times before, and that is the... Uh, the state of Daisy, so to speak, the you know the features as we call them, because we don't like to use the B word, um, and sort of how how the the future of Daisy may look for 2021, especially what with this global pandemic and people working from home and things like that. And I mentioned on the podcast in passing at one point about uh, Ubisoft's Rainbow Six Siege, because they had quite a big problem with their game with hackers and with you know features and 
various issues. Uh, so instead of releasing normal content updates, what they did is they basically said, we're not releasing anything new for about four to six months. And what we're going to do is we're going to focus on fixing the problems in the game. And that's exactly what they did. I rage quit off Rainbow Six Siege last year, uh, but I've come back to it and started playing it again the last couple of weeks. And it's in a much better position um, because they took that time where they said, right, we're not going to release any new guns, any new characters to play as, any new maps to play on. We are concentrating on fixing the broken crap in our game. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, and luckily... Uh, and quite surprisingly, um, Scotty mentioned on the on the Christmas episode of the podcast that they had heard that, um, and that gave them the idea to try and do something somewhat similar themselves. So the the patch notes are normally broken down into multiple parts. You have your added features, so that's your and I, I don't mean features as in what we call features. I mean genuine what they actually want to do. New things they've added in, things like weapons, whatever else. That's quite short this time. Uh, but their list of fixed items, as you can see, is absolutely fucking huge. Mm -hmm. um, they've, they've made a lot of very, very good quality of life improvements. I won't go through all of them, so we'll just go through a couple of bits. Um, but as for the stuff they've added, some new textures for the uh, abandoned static M3S truck, some abandoned parts... Starting a vehicle engine now slightly depletes the battery. Added the flags for the winners of the base building contest that they did. And now, this, this is one that caught me off guard a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but garden plots can now be removed with shovels and pickaxes, as well as obviously being built with those tools. So if I'm not mistaken, that is a it's something I want to bring up because that, I think, was being used... Uh, as an unfair to give people unfair advantages in uh, in base raiding and and things like mm -hmm. that on various servers, so that is a fantastic uh, addition to the game in my personal opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but for me, I think that's that's a great addition along with some of the fixes which we'll uh, we'll come into in a minute. I, I agree. It um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, anything that can help them out in that way is um, a, a move in the right direction for the dev team. Uh, the, the the primary reason that they've that they've introduced that is that they changed the persistency of garden plots um, in the last patch, and it's caused significant um, performance issues on uh, on on public um, specifically, um, and it's it's very easy to grief a server just by spamming garden plots. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of I mean it's good. Don't get me wrong um but it's kind of a band-aid solution um because basically what you're expecting players to do is to go around and clean up um the mess that other players have made <laughs> but i i don't see a better solution to be honest so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> something's yeah, I, I better than nothing thing, isn't it yeah exactly i think that's the thing until i think it's like you said it's a band-aid solution to a much a much bigger problem but until they can can actually figure out how to fix it happening in the first place to make that addition unnecessary i think it's a it's a good step in the right direction for them because what's and the persistency the... of them at the moment uh seven days for a garden uh, plot i mean yeah for a garden plot and and to be honest to um to really fix the issue you'd have to keep track of the total number of garden plots on the server hmm. and then you would have to start removing the last placed ones um once you know 
once you reached a certain threshold. And to be honest, I think the the, the performance impact of that might be worse um, than just having a shit ton of garden plots. Yeah. So it's it, everything's a balancing act. But yeah, I mean that's something that our players um, specifically requested—the uh, ability to get rid of their own um, shit that they left over. Um, so, uh, so yeah. But you see on quite a lot of servers as well. Talking about the the cleaning up side of things, you see on quite a lot of servers, especially the community ones, the modded ones at least, where when the trader mod is installed, quite a lot of server owners will implement um, forever burning uh, fire barrels. Uh, things like that and, and make it a sort of a rule not to litter the the trader camps uh, and <laughs> yeah. trader zones and things in the hopes that people you know when they're unboxing their bullets and that bit of paper hits the floor that they'll pick it up and and get rid of it and i think on some servers that does that does work i've been on a few servers where where that is actually you know it's enforced quite quite strongly i don't know if it's something you you know necessarily can enforce quite well but yeah, I mean, I think, like I say, it's a step in the right direction with these garden plots. And looking at the looking at the the fixed list here, you know, there there is a lot. You know, I'm I'm glad that they've that they've taken the time to, you know, to sort of watch our podcast and listen to some of the things that we've said, uh, and that some of our our guests have said, and actually take those. Let, let's be uh, honest, on more board. what our guests have said. You and I have got no clue. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, I'll agree with you on that one. Apart, apart from my uh, Operation Health Rainbow Six thing, like that, Scotty brought that up specifically in the podcast. That get that gave me a little, uh, you know, gave me a little chest bump. I was like, yeah, go on, I've got, I've got pull, sort of surely. Um, the thing is, they like aside from just the technical side of things, they still have to take into consideration what the community wants in terms of the gameplay loop as well. And I mean, you guys are probably in a better position to make those sort of judgments than we are because i mean i don't know about um dab i know erno gets to play quite a lot because obviously you know he streams um but like us modders we don't get a chance to play the play the game at all um so just qol stuff um for the for the player base you know is better coming from you guys than it is from us yeah i mean i've i've, I've been saying for the longest time that I'm quite content personally, and this is just my personal opinion and not the opinion of any anybody else. But for me personally, I'm happy with the amount of content the game has as far as vehicles, weapons, especially because I play mostly on modded servers anyway. I can just go and, you know, I can jump onto whatever server that's got 10 different gun mods that have each got like 10 guns in them. So, but for me, it's it is quality of life things. You know, it, it's those little features that need fixing. I, I like the game where it has as far where it is as far as content's concerned. I just now look forward to seeing things get fixed and seeing, you know, seeing that 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 progression into the next sort of phase of of Daisy as it is. Uh, I'd be quite interested though uh, to get Erno's um, perspective on on some of these, being that obviously you you do play a hell of a lot of of daisy so you've got quite a lot of experience in seeing these you know these the negative sides of of daisy itself how how does this sort of list of uh patch notes sort of hit you and how does that sort of what do you see going forward um well there's so many different ways to look at it um the first thing i'll say is it's good that they're actually focusing on fixing stuff rather than uh adding new items uh, because there's a few things in DayZ that really need fixing, in my opinion. Um, one, I don't think I've seen it in the list, but 
uh, one of the most important ones for me is there's a bug in the game. People who play on um, like 100 ping servers or um, I don't know, sometimes even on low ping servers, sometimes when you crouch and ADS at the same time, it makes you so you cannot shoot. Um, and a lot of people who PvP a lot, what they do is mid-gunfight, they crouch. Uh, so you can, like, uh, evade some bullets. And that basically gets you killed, if that happens, because it makes you stop shooting. And yeah. it's gotten me killed a lot. So that that's, yeah. Yeah, that's you're trying to kind of take that defensive position and hope that bullets kind of go over your head or around you and try and survive. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're kind of cutting your nose to spite your face, so to speak, because then by you know making that move so that bullets can't hit you you then make it so that you can't use your own bullets so yeah i, I think that is quite a quite an issue I, I don't know if it's in the list i haven't had a full proper look through of every no. single item in the list but i didn't, I didn't one say of the it big ex one of the big exploits i see they fix and we've mentioned it on the podcast recently is an exploit to look slash glitch through walls I know our uh, our fellow host who's not here right now, We Devil, put something in the uh, I think it was in the admin chat of the podcast Discord showing uh, someone on one of his servers that he caught and banned doing it. Um, yep. So that's yeah, really easy. Yeah, and it's and yeah, you can you can sidestep through walls. Um, yeah, by using the dodge uh, when you've got a, a knife out, it's it's yikes. Yeah, and it's it's uh, again it's funny because because I don't glitch and I don't pay much attention to that sort of thing. Every single week I come on this podcast and there's like a, a glitch that's going and someone will mention one, and I just think how the hell do people figure out like because it like I would need someone to you know, it wasn't until We Devil put that you know that that video in and explained oh it's by doing these actions that i knew how to even do it because i hadn't you know I don't, it's not something that's sort of in my in my periphery if you like so it's it's mad but it's, it's good to see that something that has been mentioned so frequently recently on the, you know only on the podcast but on twitter and and through youtube comments and what have you that that that's actually now been been dealt with essentially in the in the the new patch notes i I would be interested would be, to... Sorry, go on. I, I'd be very careful assuming that because it says something in the patch notes that it's actually been fixed. This, yeah. is, this is a big issue that I have. Um, a lot of the time, stuff gets put, uh, put in the patch notes that does not materialize in-game or does not work the way really? that they've intended. Yeah. So, for example, um, the last patch notes um announced and this is just this is a small thing that is not going to impact the majority of players but they put it in the patch notes and it was that they'd added the grip for the desert eagle to the hidden selections so that you can actually retexture the desert eagle's grip and you can't it hasn't been done um and this is something that mm -hmm. you know not a lot of people retexture weapons um i'm in a bit of a different position because obviously we we, we run an rp server so pretty much everyone like all of our offerings to people are things like customization and you know like fresh content that, that we can push um and you know we had a request from a player um i'd like a you know a custom desert eagle etc so i sat down and i did the, the did the retexturing for it and loaded it up and unfortunately no even though it says in the patch notes we fixed this 
it's not fixed. Um, similar things like the vehicle, um, like the performance issues that we've been having with vehicles uh, since 1.10 um, due to the variable sync uh, across the network hasn't been fixed. So if you're running a server and you have vehicles, you have a very significant performance degradation over time, despite the fact that they pushed out a hotfix that said, oh, we fixed performance issues. So just because it says something in the patch notes, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's fixed. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing as well, isn't it? Especially when it comes to vehicles. I think we've all been sort of once bitten, twice shy when it comes to vehicles. They've always been a running joke in Daisy. Every single oh, yeah. patch notes, you know, since the vehicles were introduced, have all said, you know, fixed issues with vehicles. And then, you know, they haven't changed a huge amount, you know, in the, in the next, in every patch since. So... I do agree with you. I would say take always take patch notes from Daisy and from from any game in theory. You know, as a you know with a, with a pinch of salt, they're not going to be um, you know guaranteed every time. And I think they've the devs have said that themselves that patch notes are very they're subject to change. You know, they might find that this is the first iteration of the one eleven update for on experimental, but they'll they'll keep going through changing things, maneuvering things, and and probably breaking more things as well as they go along as is yeah. inevitable with video games and so some things that are here you know they might have garden plots they might end up not including that in the final 111 stable release because doing that then you know undoes all of this for example you know just to use a, a random example so yeah definitely always taken with patch notes but for me i always take the patch notes um you know, not only with that, that grain of salt, but I kind of take them for gospel as well, because at the end of the yeah. day, you know, the, the, the devs are saying they're going to fix it. If I, if I then every time the patch notes came out said, well, half oh, of that's probably not going to be done anyway. So whatever I would lose very faith. demoralized very yeah. quickly. Yeah. I'd get very yeah. demoralized. I'd be like, well, why the fuck are you posting them? Why are we talking about them? You're not going to do it. So, yeah. and I'd just be in that, you know, that would be the headspace. So, and I don't think that that helps. So I sort of I, I try and take the patch notes as they're written uh, until proven otherwise, essentially. And like I say, looking through this list of uh, of patch notes, a lot of the changes they've made are fantastic. You know, things like landmines were not dealing damage when placing doorways of specific houses probably doesn't really affect, you know, a, a huge number of people because I, I don't know how many people necessarily use landmines in Daisy. Too but fucking it's still... many, actually. It's too fucking many. Oh, I, will... <laughs> I, will, I will agree with you on that one, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but some of the changes they've used that they've done here, more tools can be used to slice pumpkins. I'd be interested to see how this one pans out purely because I don't know anything regarding velocity of ammo and how ammo people, works in daisy people are but very very angry about that one very yeah angry. reduced initial velocity of the 556 to by nine percent so they've reduced the velocity of the m4 rounds by nine percent to match apparently real values why are they angry about that um because so so 556 has been in a position for a very very long time where it's been essentially overpowered um and what the devs are trying to do with this change is to bring it better into parity with 545 and make the AK-74s more viable um, as, you know, as PvP weapons. Um, so the, the, the issue with 556 is that it would do significantly more damage or the, the, the damage fall off uh, uh, with distance 
was significantly lower than something like 762 by uh, 39 um, and and 545, obviously. So if you were engaging someone out to sort of six, 700 meters, you're better off using, unless you have 762 by 54, you're better off using 556 than 545 or 762. So they, um, they're, they're tweaking it by nerfing something. And in pretty much any game, any game out there, if you nerf something, people will be pissed off, extremely pissed off. Yeah. Um, so it's basically so going to change the meta. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, uh, personally, I think it's going to change it in a good way because I think more people will be, uh, won't pick up an AK-74 and go, oh, well, this is shit. Um, or they won't specifically choose, uh, you know, a 5.56 gun over a 7.62 gun based on the range that they intend to, to engage at. Um, and it, it sort of balances everything. But if you balance stuff by nerfing rather than buffing, uh, people complain. It's it's just yeah. oh yeah they always but, do, but then again if you don't if you balance by buffing only then you just have a major power creep issue so it's kind of a oh hmm. yeah yeah no yeah. no I I I personally I think it's a good change um I I think there are still uh, further changes to do with regards to um, ballistics so uh, one of the one of the things that I got a DM about yesterday was the fact that people don't go unconscious anymore in Daisy they just go oh away. mate we talk um, about that here for ages it's my pet peeve yeah. with the game. And I think, that, again, there's two ways of fixing that. One, you can buff shock, um, or two, you can reduce damage. And yep. I I haven't decided what route um, we're going to go yet on Kinship, but it's... It, I can give you some advice, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Reducing have, damage have, is a lot of fun. Um, also, chat to Happy Bombs. He's done something with armor and stuff on his server um, that has apparently increased the amount of uncons um on the um day the uh day zero servers right so so basically just increasing the amount of damage that's mitigated by um the amount of health damage that's mitigated I mean, by uh let's say you can just use the unconscious threshold and change that too because right now it's like 25 or something if you have Ooh. shock because below 25 you just go knocked out which i think is too low personally yeah. um i think it could probably be around like 40 <clears throat> and yeah. maybe make it so you don't take shock damage from certain things but i also think that shock should regen faster so like if you raise that value shock regens faster so the only way that you get knocked out is if you take a lot of shock damage in rapid succession and then you get knocked out like that but other than that i don't i don't think that it's really that bad yeah i mean that makes sense mm. what about you, how would you, that be affected by melee um Deb? um <clears throat> you would get knocked out it, it, okay if you if you fought someone like if you got into a punching fight with somebody and you didn't stop punching each other, you would get knocked out quicker. But if you stop punching each other, then Fights you would, would regen back away. to full shock, and then you wouldn't get knocked down. You'd have to go back to it again. Yep. But stuff like shovel hits and stuff like that would still knock you out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, 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 be happy. I'm laughing because we have this meta at the moment that's been started by um, someone in, uh, in Boydie's chat. He plays a character called Aqua. And he literally just walks up to people and just shovels them unconscious. Like it's become <laughs> this meta thing to the point where everyone on the server is now carrying a shovel just so they can fucking shovel people unconscious. It's one of the first things I try and look for whenever I join any server. If I if I'm a fresh character, regardless of the map I'm on, obviously if I'm on the mouse goal, I'll sort of prioritize warm clothes and food, but Generally speaking, any server, any map, it's it's one of that and the sledgehammer are the two things I look out for more than yeah. anything else. Because like you say, they are so powerful. I think the sledgehammer, I believe, got a nerf to its damage 
or its likelihood of knocking out a, a, a few patches ago. But the shovel is still, you know, with the exception of the odd, you know, glitch here or there, is still just ridiculously, like I say, it's a one-hit knockout. It's ridiculously good. It, it, it's literally started to reach um, duct tape levels of memeiness um, in, in, in its utility uh, in, uh, in sort of freshy combat. Yeah, I think I think as much as I like for the health of the game, I enjoyed the I enjoy the fact that they fixed the uh, glitch where you could have never ending barbed wire just by restraining your own hands and breaking out again. That was yeah. like the only glitch in Daisy I've ever actually used, and I hate that they fixed it because I can I always run out of duct tape too quick because I always end up running into zombies and just my clothes just get battered and I'm so OCD I can't have damaged outfit. Yeah, I think I mean that's another thing. I think there's there's tweaks to be done um to the condition of of clothing and the damage that it takes etc from mm. LA combat and stuff like that just purely because of people like you and me that that get really pissed off when they've got ripped up clothing. <laughs> Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Even even though I'm not necess- I'm not like, you know, trying to go for a, you know, any sort of fashion shows at this point, you know, it's for some reason there's just something about having damaged clothing items the way they look just rubs me the wrong way and I have to fix them as soon look, as I possibly I'm I'm sorry, can. but um I think um duct tape should only repair clothing to damaged. I think you should need a sewing kit to repair it to worn. Yeah, so- I mean it, it would make sense. So we made we made a change um, to the repair system, where um, basically duct tape brings everything, pretty much everything, up to worn. Um, but all the sewing kits, all the specific tools for repairing, so the gun cleaning kits, the sewing kits, the leather sewing kits, uh, sharpening stones, will bring stuff to pristine again. Um, and that's part that was partly driven by you know, the OCD fashion show um, mentality, um, but also the, uh, the, the the changes to heat isolation values, um, et cetera, and the the insulation buff that, that clothing gives you when it's, like, properly maintained. Would be kind of cool to see, like, a workbench mod or something that actually incorporates something like that where it would repair to pristine, but only yes. if you have, like, yes. a certain tools and a yes. workbench. Yep. Yes. We, uh, we have that on Stalker Z, but... Uh, yeah, it's not really public, but uh, yeah, we have a sort of system like that. It doesn't repair your gun, but if you would fix, uh, let's say, a badly damaged M4, you get a, a different M4 that shoots slower, but it is pristine, so it's like mm-hmm. it's like a fixed Ooh. M4. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like that's very nice. That. You know, I want to go back yeah. to something you said earlier um, about taking the uh, patch notes of a grain of salt. Um, and Erno, I'm interested in your uh, feedback on this as well, mate. But I I disagree with that. You know, I have always um, taken patch notes to be gospel. That what they say they do, they're gonna they've done. Um, and it's disappointing to hear that there's examples where that's not actually the case. And that's something that needs to be addressed. What do you think on that, Erno? Um. Well. Um. Maybe by my reaction, you could tell this is the first time I really heard anything about yeah them. you, you did react this this could have been like a mistake from them or i don't i don't know if this happens frequently but i've never seen it happen before normally when i read the patch notes and i play the next stable update not experimental 
pretty much everything that's in those patch notes will be in the game. I've never really found anything that's that's not. I can I can probably weigh in on this because I've seen the patch notes are the patch notes at face value are pretty accurate, but there's also issues as a modder where in the background stuff gets changed that you don't expect and they don't tell you that they change it the yeah. patch notes. Even though they have yeah. a modding section, you'd be like, Yeah, we changed uh the signatures on this, this, and this, and you need to change yeah. it in your mod or the whole Steam workshop's gonna fucking explode. And, yeah. and sometimes they don't tell you, like for example, can they almost never tell you item, stuff like that. The miners can receive item you. into cargo. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, and they've they've done it again. They've done it again in one point one in one point. What 11, was it like on part right? build or something? Uh, yeah, no, but they, there's there's another one. So in Entity AI, um, in fact, let me let me please. See I need I, to, I need to know this stuff so I can fix my mods because <laughs> it All might right. be broken right now. <laughs> So I, have, I haven't is, been on the past couple days. So this is it's basically with with every every patch that comes out, um, I go through. I do a beyond compare um, on uh, on the the previous scripts folder and then the experimental scripts folder. So for example, we've got this. This is not a big deal because to be fair, they've used um, they've used default values, so you can do you can overload the function and just use it as you would previously. But like, here are changes that they've made to the function um, uh, signatures. So they've added extra calls that you, or extra parameters that you have to put in the uh, in the things. And in this one is particularly grievous because get action component name uh, component name list used to be a void and now it's an int, and that is not listed in the patch notes. Yeah. yeah so, so they don't actually do a more in depth patch notes for you modders that they release somewhere they, one that you know brim and i would look at and just no. go what are they talking about here we do um, our own diff every update yeah but that's it, literally every, every update stuff. we have to we have to go through and also not only that but they change stuff um they change stuff on the last patch so we we then basically have to do another diff when the when when it hits stable and then go through and fix that mod. And then basically it's a rush because if like I'm a maintainer on Mordors, so I have to I'm basically the one that has to fix Mordors um every major patch. And there are uh I, I can't even remember how many subscribers there are to Mordors, like a couple of hundred thousand. Um, and pretty much every server runs Mordors. So if I don't fix Mordors immediately when the patch comes out, fix your fucking mod. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and I mean yeah. that's that's thousands of servers where people cannot play the game uh -huh. because Bohemia didn't bother to tell us basic shit that they were changing. That that needs and to it, change. It, that needs to change now. They need to, yeah. as part of what they're doing this year, they need. And we've said this before. I'm certain Brim in a previous podcast, but they need to communicate better with the modders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've said on multiple episodes of the podcast that you know. And we've obviously we've been quite lucky to speak to quite a lot of modders uh, during the course of our podcast, and they all say the same: is that you know they the devs do give out some information, um, but they don't give out a huge amount. And I think what we're seeing now as well here with uh, what MD's showing us as well is that they change quite a lot. And it isn't until you go in and have something like this, this side by side stuff that MD's got, that you, that you would necessarily find that out. I wonder if it would be possible or worth doing, so to speak, if they had two sets of patch notes, have the ones that we normally have, like uh, like I've got up, that we see that they post all the time that we all see and read, um, that, that's just for the community at large, 
and then have a separate set of patch notes just for modders and say, look, here's what we're changing. Here's our maybe our, a couple of reasons as to why we're changing these things. Now you know, ready for the next patch, you can then spend that extra time to, to like Dab said, go in and fix the bits of the mod, change some things that would otherwise, like MD said, make you know thousands of players unable to play a game because they, optimally, you know, they changed I, it. Optimally, I think what they need to do is about a week before it goes live, finalize all the changes, don't do anything else, yeah. no fucking nasty surprises, and let you guys in the modding community know this is the final version. You've got one week to um I, I don't know how mods work. I don't know whether you can get a new version of it um fixed and ready while the other one's live and then the day of the release yeah. then you can upload your compatible mod to the one point one one. Because well, not only we, will that we, make we you can, guys happier. Can, go ahead. We can actually do more than we can actually do more than that. We can um using um compiler preprocessors uh, but which is basically where you put um, if def and then uh, I don't know if I can find an example of it, but um, basically you specify the version and you put different compatible yep. code in in those brackets, um, and then that way you can actually have your mod your mod ready to go for the next patch um, before the patch goes live, so people don't even have to update your mod. That's a lot um, of what expansion does, and same with like CF if we have updates like that. But yeah, I, I think. Um, I know, I know internally for BI, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they'll have the update pretty much like ready to go like a week or so before it's actually going to release. But due to, I mean, it's 100% going to be like due to BI's like licensing structure and how they actually handle stuff internally and whatever they're, whatever they, whatever they want to do with their privacy is going to be what holds them back from communicating to moderate with stuff like that. Cause I've, cause obviously they are still a public company and they, if they don't want to like release that information prior to updates, cause it, it, it's only going to make them look worse if they over promise and under deliver or they, you know, they, they just don't, they don't like chalk up to some of the stuff that they say they're going to do. They had to make last minute changes and they had to pull stuff out. And then all of a sudden people are really disappointed about it. So I can see why they wouldn't want to communicate that, but to modders at the same time, we see it differently so it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a weird battle that you have to sort of strike a middle. Yeah, that's a good with. point. That's a good point. Mm. It's just yeah. they, they've like, got like, to they've got to do something ideal... because as it is right now, it's not working. Yeah, I, I think in an ideal world, we'd have access to their SVN and we'd actually see why they're pushing um, changes. What sorry, what's an what's an SVN, mate? You got to talk dumb for um, uh, me. Sorry, it's the it's the source versioning um, system. So basically, it's it's what we're looking at here. Um, every time they make a change, they push it to their their version control software mm -hmm. uh, um, system. So, for example, they'll have a one point one zero stable branch. Then they'll have an experimental branch, and you'll be able to see. Okay, we we've made changes to this file, um, and there'll be like a a message to the comet log that says. You know, this is why we've changed this, etc. Because at the moment we get we get like you know comments in the files, um, which is you know is fine, but there's not a lot. It doesn't explain why they've done shit um, unless they they particularly choose to put stuff there. Um, a <coughs> an example that I can think of is oh, where was it? Item base, uh, clothing base. .c. So you got funny comments in here, like. I know the file name is stupid, but it's what the other files in this structure use. And since I can't make it clothing base, extend to clothing, since that will conflict with config and other parts of the scripts and break mods. So like you occasionally you get funny little comments, um, but you don't 
really get the logic behind some of the bigger changes. Um, and that's that's kind of annoying because sometimes when you see them them change shit, you're like, well, why the fuck have they done that? Like, what's the point? We've kind of segued from the patch notes into the reason why I got you on um, MDCon. Um, And that's um, a post I put on Twitter um, where you replied to it. And it was one of the first times I'd had someone um, say just how unhappy they were with um, the way that... um, Oh, sorry, you've got a stream up. I didn't even realise. I I haven't been showing it to everyone. So, sorry, what are we looking at here? What what are we looking at here? Oh, uh, sorry. This is just um, I was I was basically just showing some of the stuff that they've changed. Um, so like uh, some of the sign- function signatures that they've changed. You know, going from a void to an int and stuff like that. Yep. Um, this one this one is actually probably the reason that I'm here. Um, so with one point zero, I said it was one point zero nine. Um, they made a change that completely ruined um a good friend of mine's mod um which was much stuff pack um it's yep. uh Heltiana. she she makes um uh basically furniture items and other sort of things for um servers that want stuff other than just wooden crates and tents um they made a change to the way that clothing um handles what can go inside it um so you have this this function here can put in cargo um and it basically the upshot of this is that if you have this if you have this unmodded function um on the server when you put a jacket or a bat backpack or anything like that into a uh, one of her lockers uh, and it has stuff inside it this stuff just vanishes on server yep. restart so people were losing like so much stuff it was ridiculous um and we had no way of fixing it because basically this class here clothing could not be modded um because it was flagged as an engine class uh engine classes are stuff which is kind of considered sacred sacred by the engine but this one particularly didn't make any sense because clothing inherits from item base and item base can be modded so there is basically no reason why clothing shouldn't be moddable um and the way that essentially i I figured out a way of fixing it using um what's called uh pbo prefix overriding so you can basically take an entire folder and um override the contents so we healthyana rewrote the logic for uh for can put in cargo and can receive item into cargo um so that it would work and with my method of the pbo prefix overriding which we we weren't sure if it would work because it hasn't been used really in daisy modding since the armor days since armor 2 which is where my background is um but it worked and uh clothing inventory fix is now one of the most subscribed um mods on twitch on uh, on steam and um it basically that that allowed us to unfuck what bohemia had fucked um but the problem is we took that issue to um to bohemia and specifically we took it to adam directly because you know a lot of the stuff that gets put on the on the feedback track it just never gets looked at or it just gets overlooked um for whatever reason or they say it's fixed and it's not fixed like this issue um and we basically said you know this is not okay this is severely limiting what third-party mods can do um and 
basically removing a lot of the content that we're providing to servers. Um, and they said, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll fix it. And they fixed it. Uh, but what they did was they made it, they extended the class. So you can mod, you can mod this class now, but when you mod this class, you, the way that, the way that the the functions work in Daisy, a lot of the time, if you if you change anything, if you do a modded class and then override the function, you still have to call super to pull in all of the the logic that's in the higher classes that that class inherits from. So, like, you have a tree, and it goes like NTAI um, item object item base um, clothing, etc. So, if there's logic in item base that you need, you can't just you can't just kind of start from scratch. You have to inherit that logic. But because there's no way of jumping over a class, if I then mod clothing um, and call super, it will still do this logic and it will still delete all of the items. So the change they made fixed nothing, absolutely nothing. And not only that, but they then, it, it, it it's kind of worse now because of the way that they've done it, I now have to override even more i have to duplicate even more of their files with the pbo pbo prefix override because you have to when you when you override a folder um in their tree and it's uh for this one it's because the file is now here instead of in fuck what was it in before was it like entities core inherited uh inventory items so before i could just override this folder here inherited now I literally have to override um, entities, the entire entities folder. Um, so it's just it's just making it even more of a pain in the ass um, by allegedly fixing something, and and th that's that's what gets me. It's the fact that they don't think before they make the changes, and they don't consider the wider implications of it. Like if they change one thing, you think, oh, okay, they just changed one thing, but. They're not considering that, you know, maybe it's something that Daisy Editor relies on um, for for one of its core functions. And then you have to do all these stupid, um, you know, ridiculous workarounds just to restore functionality that was there one patch ago. Um, <clears throat> and it, it basically just comes down to the not thinking things through before they do it. Would this be a reason why a lot of um, modders give up on their mods? Yeah. Abandoned them? that and that and just ungratefulness for the community in general. Um, yeah, people are, people are very people are very critical about stuff. And if stuff fix your work, fucking mod, I, I hate seeing that comment. Fix, fix your fucking, your fucking mod. mod. Yeah, yeah, and um, you don't get you don't get a lot of thanks. Um, Helkiana raised a very valid point that um, um, that you actually uh, that was actually in the Discord. Um, I don't know if it was pulled in by a bot or something, but it was about paid mods. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of disagreement on this one. Um, <laughs> I per I personally don't believe mods. People should be selling their mods. Um, I know Helkion is the same. Um, but you kind of, with the ungratefulness, you kind of see why people um feel like they need to be compensated for the work they're doing because they're not even getting <clears> thanks <throat> let alone you know money or donations in general so then people end up selling their mods and i think it's i think it's negative overall for the entire community um you you just you're not supposed to do it 
Um, I think the only time mind... I was gonna say I think the only time that you really can like sell a mod and probably like not feel too bad about it is if you're selling it to like a server. Yeah, because those servers make bank. I'll be honest, they make some serious bank. So I wouldn't feel so bad selling a mod to a server if it's like a custom mod for that server specifically. But like other than that, I can't imagine selling a mod to the whole community is going to be like the best idea ever. And that's normally no, like just it's. A it's the the thing is you have to you have to consider the fact that um there's kind of a difference between commissions and putting something up on the steam workshop and saying to people you know dm me to buy this mod like that's, the uh chopper one that, was, um, uh, that the everyone's f- doing at the moment a lot of people are buying oh, the chopper mod we didn't steal from expansion way oh, back in the day or, oh. <laughs> Okay, so which which one which one's the one that's stolen? Is it is it the Nightwolf one or is it the the other one? Well, I'm not two. I'm not saying anything was stolen. Yeah, you should you shouldn't go there. No, we're not. Right, okay, we're not going not. there. But but yeah, it's I I don't like the fact that that people are charging people. I I also don't like the fact that people are charging people for something which is technically against the TOS of Steam and could be pulled at any second. And if a mod gets pulled that your server relies on, <laughs> you are. Fucked, and I know that I know why Erno's giggling here. Um, I assume everything's everything's sorted now, and yeah. you know, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, if you if if you spend four hundred dollars on a mod that is technically illegal, um, because of the fact that it's breaching, I mean, it's not illegal, it's not a crime, um, but it's breaching the TOS of the Steam Workshop. Can you explain um, that? What why is it breaching it? You're not allowed to sell mods on Steam. Unless the developers agree, and the develop and Bohemia do not agree that you can sell mods, um, that's, really, that's the way the work. Yeah, the the way that the workshop works, um, there are very very strict rules on monetization. Um, the developers of a game can enable monetization through the Steam Workshop, and I believe you can even sell mods through the Steam Workshop, essentially as DLC. Um, but the the way that it works with uh, Daisy is that random developers um, typically post a, you know, they put their mod up and then they say, to purchase this mod, DM me uh, or join my private Discord, etc. And then you join their private Discord and they say, oh, it's $400 for this mod, etc. And it's just, it that is... That's a that's a textbook breach of the, T, of the Steam TOS. And I don't know why the mods are still up. Um... I, I I genuinely have no idea, um, but they they could be pulled at any second. Um, you can also mods can also be pulled at BI's discretion as well. If BI don't want your mod on the workshop, they can just flag it as incompatible, and it will be taken down immediately without without mm-hmm. DMCA without anything like that. They can just yeah, pull it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know there have been instances where BI have done it um, mistakenly. Uh, there's also been ex- examples where they haven't pulled a mod that they fucking should have. Um, but that that becomes the issue to me. It's not when you're, you know, when you go to, I don't know, Daisy Underground and say, oh, I've got this amazing mod that I know you guys like. Um, would you be willing to purchase this off me? That's fine. I've got no problem with people doing that. It's when they put shit up and then I get a player come to me and say, oh, you should add this mod to your server. And I'm like, no, you can't because it's you have to pay for it, and that's I'm not doing that because that's dodgy. Um, and the worst one was when what a member of our community actually went out and bought a mod and gave it to us, and I really, really didn't want to add it. 
Um, I eventually found out that the mod came with full source um, and repack permissions. So essentially, I was buying the assets um, or being donated the assets, in which case we did end up integrating certain um, parts of it that we felt fit the the server and the law and everything like that. So what's just um, stopping you from re-uploading that as a free mod on the workshop? Um, technically nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, do the world a favor, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, but the, the, the thing is, like, I don't know, like, the guy that bought it, I don't know what whether they made him jump through any hoops or any licensing shit or anything like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those things. But, like, when you see a free mod, uh, when you see a, a paid mod like the helicopters, um it it really makes you want to sit down and just rewrite it and just upload it for free and just use actual free assets and stuff like that it, that's the yeah, first i've heard of that that it's um against terms of service to do that and we hear of oh, it yeah. all the time on the podcast of these mods um the nightwalk hmm. one probably being the biggest one um i know there's a lot of people who paid for his helicopter mod oh yeah i think it's yeah. uh, a thing of like He's not actively advertising that he's selling it, but everybody knows he's selling it. Mm. So they can just contact him and just ask him like how much he wants for it. Um, and I think that's why all that stuff's still up. Like it's not really uh, clear that some mods are being sold. So I don't think Daisy yeah. can really do much in that case. Well, they're also right. probably just using the workshop to actually just. Well, you need the workshop anyway to like easily download mods for the players too, if you think about it. So yes. it kind of makes sense that they would basically use the Steam Workshop as their download service, but they just don't sell the server key or have the server keys available on there, so you can't actually use yeah. it on your server. Because it's, it's actually not it's actually not even that. I've looked at the code and basically what it is is that half the half the code runs um, server side and it uses RPCs um, to communicate with the client um, with the client scripts um so it, it's done in a very clever way um I, yeah. i'll i will give the guy Service that it's, yeah because I'm, I'm like you I, i'm not against people making a few quid from the mods that they do um you know even um we've talked about before on the podcast you know maybe a subscription system um you know done by steam you know i, I don't know why they don't but um you know to a server pays, um, you know, maybe five bucks a month or something to um, have a mod on their server, and um, that encourages the owner of that mod to then stay uh, and support that mod and keep on constantly updating it every time there's a patch, or otherwise people are going to unsubscribe. You know, that's a model I've yeah. always thought could could potentially work. Um, I mean, know, as a as opposed to the players, the decision the decisions in the hands of BI. Like they have the final say so um, on workshop monetization, and they've basically just said no. Yeah. Um, and they've 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 gone further, and they've said, you know, you are specifically not allowed to sell anything, um, regardless of whether or not it's on the workshop and just a private deal. Anything that is packed using our PBO um, creators and our binarization tools. So as soon as you run something through, even Micro's PBO, I believe, um, still uses elements. Um, of the uh, of the Bohemia tools, um, so no matter how you pack a mod, um, you you can't then sell it. it. That's just what BI have said. I mean, I wouldn't mind if BI like opened up the workshop to let you have paid mods because that way, me uploading all my free stuff, I wouldn't have any competition. It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be absolutely yeah. perfect. 
Mark Marx <laughs> is saying in chat a subscription service would become super expensive if every mod was using it. Um, but yeah, it, I, I'm a capitalist um, at heart, um, and I can see that you know what you would find then is people making better quality, larger mods um, that encompass more things rather than so many individual mods. You know, uh, a modder that did a mod that uh, encompassed several things would, you know, competition. Um, people would go to what is best and best value for their server. Um, I know it would they're, be expensive, but as you said, uh, Dab, some of these servers are making serious bank. There is a downside to that as well. Um, a lot of the uh, one of the reasons that a lot of people don't run expansion is because it it's too big. It, it changes yep. too many things. Yeah, good point. Um, and and I I think I think the fact that we do have small smaller mods is nice. Um, but you're right in that you can maintain a high level of overall quality if you have a larger, more encompassing mod. But there's there's also the downside that it just offers things that people don't want. Like, yeah. not every server wants wants a party system. Not every server wants you know airdrops and and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe just maybe just um, have modular mods that you know that you can subscribe to a mod author, um, you know, and and have a, a license for a server to run that author's mods, anything on their workshop, and they still get yeah, paid. that's that's a good idea actually. That's a very good idea because Dance Jesus has just put in chat. Why not just add a donate button on the mod page directly? I do see a lot of mods that have um, a PayPal me link <clears throat> on there, yeah. but it's optional. I like that idea, actually, you know, subscribing um, to paying the fee to the modder. Um, and, mm. you know, it works for Steam because Steam's going to make a cut um, of everything. So, you know. Yeah, like 40%. So... <laughs> but that, that's, that's a great idea, actually. Um, subscribe to a modder and you get access to all of their mods um, and it helps support them. Um, and you know, could see people. Yeah, I, I know that there's probably some purists out there going, um, no, yeah, I remember there was a while back there, um, Steam did something, um, uh, where you had to pay. What was that about again? That upset a lot of people for, for mods. Um, Steam did something a couple of years back that upset a lot of people about having to pay for something or potentially going to have to pay for something and yeah i remember that that's for a certain game i think i'm not sure if yeah. it was for daisy but they did that for a different game yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people got up in arms about it but i i i don't understand it other than from the purest everything should be free uh mentality which you know kind of touched, touched onto another topic you and i were talking about erno i i do love the idea of open source um stuff but at the same time you know, guys like Dab and um, Michael and Helkiana and, you know, everyone else out there doing all these amazing mods to one, they put a lot of fucking work into this shit uh, for next to no financial benefit from it. Now, I understand it's great um, for, you know, skill development. And, you know, go, I, I fully expect to see Dab one day being on the dev team. Um, but at the end of the day, Skill enhancement doesn't pay your bills, doesn't put food on the table on that. And some of these mods, and like you talked about before, Michael, the amount of work you have to put into the, the mods that you're involved in every time there's an update is insane. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of financial support to people like yourself, I think is a great idea. Yeah, I agree. I think um, 
Well, the best thing uh, to do still, in my opinion, is just making a private mod instead of selling it. Because if you're selling it, then it's not really private anymore because anybody with money can get that mod. Mm. Uh, I'm for selling, I see why people do it, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I never, I don't even all the paid mods, I have none of them because I rather invest into fully private mods so that there is no other server with that sort of stuff, you know. So, you, yeah, which, which you and I disagreed on, but I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, doesn't mean I, I like it, but uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to the point before we move on to that. Um, uh, but yeah, so is there anything else, Michael, that you think that um, and Dab as well? You being a big modder as well, is there anything else that you guys would like the dev team to hear um, about? You know, ideas of how they could improve things in the future. Anytime I got feedback, I always give it straight to Adam. So yeah, well, you've got you've got a direct line ahead. while you're playing Among <laughs> Us and stabbing him in the back. You can. Of course, I always whisper into his ear. I need you to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. Someone clip that. Someone clip that. <laughs> Please don't. It, it doesn't work. The current process for most modders doesn't work. Um, I, a, a perfect example of this is I, I worked. Uh, I, I wrote a push to talk uh, radio system um, for for kinship, so that you basically have to hold down. Um, an action key to speak into to actually broadcast on the radio um so if you're not holding that key you can have a chat with the people around you without broadcasting over the radio um and it, it allows people to just leave their radios on um and listen for you know people calling out for help or you know people trying to meet meet up and that sort of thing which which helps rp um and when i finished doing it uh, i went to test it and then it didn't work and i thought it could be my code it could be my code and i, I looked again and i made sure you know no everything's fine um and I, I just i dm'd adam and i was like um so these these functions that you have in the engine um they don't appear to do anything <laughs> and i got like i got like a dm a little while later and he was like yeah they're not implemented <laughs> so um yeah so so like next next patch um they were they were implemented um so adam will get shit done um which is nice um it's good that people have that option but i don't feel like everyone has that option i don't think that a lot of people would feel comfortable dming the lead developer of no. of, of daisy um, and we and uh, let's be honest, we don't want this. everyone DMing him either because he's just going to spend no. his um, entire day just reading DMs from people. Exactly. Yeah. He what we does. need. What we need. Oh yeah. No. He 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 gives a hundred and ten fucking percent to 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 Daisy mm -hmm. into making sure that people have a good time, mm -hmm. and I love him for that. Um, but what we need is we need a proper system in place that works better than the current system. And the current system is basically you post something on the feedback tracker and then it says geese has assigned it and then it just sits there for like you know, yeah. six, seven. The the feedback tracker, we are Marks has done a video on it. Um Brim's mentioned it in the past, I've mentioned it in the past, but it does have this feeling that it's kind of a, a bit of a tokenism. Um it's yeah. there just so they can say they've got one, but you know, we it would it'd be great if they did a uh you know as part of the uh patch notes 
um, they talked about um, you know, where they're at with a lot of the, the major issues. Um, but they need to, Marx has done a video, but I feel it needs to be an even more in-depth video on how to, I've, I've tried putting stuff on there myself and it confuses the fuck out of me. I think I think a lot of the problem as well, I, I don't exclusively blame BI for this. I feel like there's a, there's a really bad signal to noise ratio on that feedback tracker. You mm-hmm. have people, because of how encouraged people have been to use it um people will go on there and they'll just post stuff like fixed cars and it's like that's not helpful like when when you have my car went under the map can i get a new one (laughs) exactly exactly you see it you see it all the time you just go to the feedback tracker and look at the newest posts and it's just it's page and page of crap and i think it's probably difficult for them like a lot of a lot of us server owners we we compile performance metrics and we submit them um like we did with the 1.10 stuff um i did a shit ton of work isolating the cause of the massive performance drop with 1.10 um narrowed it down to to car vehicle sync and food decay um and we submitted that information and um but i i i don't know if it gets looked at that's that's the problem. It needs someone uh, pretty much full time on it, doesn't it? Just to go through and um, clear out the, the the crap ones, like the you know fixed yeah. cars and stuff like that. Or even and, and to amalgamate is, a system to amalgamate, because I imagine there's a lot of duplications on there as well. There is, and to be fair, a lot of those do get do get merged. But I think I I don't know, maybe even like a priority system where people can be whitelisted so that you know mm. the devs know that they can actually read those reports and they're not going to be nonsense um you know that that where people that spend a lot of time working on code like dab um Elkian and myself um you know when we post stuff like they actually look at it um like kind of a, a whitelisted modders uh role or something i don't know mm-hmm. um but i think that's that's the main issue it's just that we we don't have a way of getting shit of guaranteeing that that shit will get fixed and will get looked at aside from you know jabbing adam with a sharp stick <laughs> that's the fun part it is it is definitely needs to be uh, something happening in, in that respect because yeah you know, we're seeing um so many mods over the time have um you know just kind of died off and it, it's been quite sad to see um you know one that um comes to mind for me is the um uh, medical attention mod, um, which a lot of hardcore servers were running, um, just because yeah. it was, you know, it added that 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 feeling of um, the the hardcore aspect to DayZ again, um, and then Lucian Pin just kind of disappeared off the scene, and you know we've got Hell working on um, the Hell uh, Retex mod, um, mm. um, but yeah, you know it, you, you do wonder how, um, you know. It, uh, monetization of them aside that's a whole separate argument but one thing they could definitely do is you know try and come to some sort of better solution with you modders um for a way to uh, make it a bit easier for you guys to do the the outstanding work that you know um yes daisy you know, uh, it comes back to that argument of you know what i said to you and that uh, twitter post that you know the feedback i've gotten is you modders wouldn't be able to do what you do without the state of daisy being the way it is at the moment but it could be a lot better to make um, it easier for you guys. Mm. I think 
uh, just an uh, almost an aside um i just want to give a lot of credit to lucian um for the way that he handled um his you know stopping working on medical ascension he did it in 100% the correct way he basically handed the mod over to the community and said yeah. you guys can fork this you guys can you know i mean we we basically i reached out to him um about 8 months ago now um this was before like he decided you know i'm done um, and I said, look, we want to use medical ascension. We want to change a few things. Can we fork the mod? And he said, yeah, because he wasn't really feeling it anymore. He felt that, you know, he just wanted the mod to be used and enjoyed by the the community as a whole. So he handed it off, off to the community. And I think it's more a shame when modders just, like, they just give up and they yeah. just leave, like, a, 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 it a was. mod people do that. on the workshop. Yeah. There's a lot of people it's... that just deny uh, others. Um, because of pride or anger that they will get credit for it yeah yeah that they and will... i i think i think in some situations it it's almost as a fuck you to bohemia as well um i know that people some people have become very very angry with the issues that we've discussed um to date and they've walked away from daisy and they're just like I don't want my stuff being used to make your game better. Um, and it, it's a shame. And I wish that they had a different viewpoint on it. But I also kind of sympathize and I also kind of understand. I think I think there just needs to be a better balance um, and more collaboration. Um, because the whole point about us doing everything, uh, like anything that we do, is because we want the communities to have a better time. Um, exactly exactly we all, we all have the same end goals yep yep 110 percent agree on that and you know um even though we've been quite critical of them we know that they've got the same you know they, they want to give us a quality product um that we all love and enjoy and you know with daisy's seen such a massive resurgence of late um yeah i think they're doing it right maybe not everything is perfect in the best way possible but yeah, I mean, you can see the numbers are going up, and you can say that's due to modders, but there's definitely something happening in the, well, with the Daisy developers themselves. That well, I think uh, 2020 was the best year for Daisy. Oh, by far, by far. So, if, so they're if definitely I, doing if, something right. If I'd been sitting here two or three or four years ago, I would have had some way more critical things to say. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have been sitting here two, three, four years ago. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, the, the, there was a lot, one of my, one of my primary issues over like the whole of Daisy development has been the, the lying. Um, I, I think people are still not aware of this. What do you mean the um, roadmap? No, no, not at all. Um, basically things like when they came out and they said we we're writing a new engine for daisy that is a lie that is categorically a lie and i called bohemia on it um about five years ago now and i said it's not a new engine you purchased this engine from black element software it is the same engine that was used in shade wrath of angels in 2004 it's the same engine that was using uh, uh carry command gaia mission in 2008 it's the same engine that was used in Take on Mars. Um, and First I've heard this. Still, First I've heard it. Code. I'm a bit stunned right now, to be honest. Well, that's... No, because the engine that they used in Take on Mars was still 
much less developed than the current engine we have now. I mean, it was they completely wrote. They pretty much wrote this whole thing from the ground up. I would assume it's probably there's probably like a lot of lower level stuff that they didn't work on and they outsourced to speed the process up. Yeah. I'm but glad you'll hear that because it's, it's I a complete. It's a complete RV hybrid. Like they have to integrate. Even if they purchased another engine, they're still taking the time to integrate RV with it and then take all of the Arma aspects and merge them with something that has absolutely nothing to do with Arma and has never heard of a config before in the way that Arma is set yeah. up. So they have to they have to have a lot of compatibility there. So I I mean, I can kind of see how like purchasing that can be that way, but I, I think it's misleading to say that they completely purchased the engine and it worked out of the box. But it was also but it was also misleading to say it's a brand new engine that that was my issue. And even when I called when I, when I called BI on this, they literally said no, 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 no. This is a brand new engine, and that was the problem for me. It was the fact that they, it, I don't mind people explaining the work that they're going through, and I don't mind people getting recognition for the work that they that they're doing. What I don't like is when people misrepresent things, and when they say, you know. Um, the reason why you know we haven't we're not doing anything is because we're writing a new engine it's a disingenuous comment to make and the fact is that the renderer um, is entirely pulled um, from from enforce the you're you're 100 correct that things like um, the config system the cpp stuff um, fsms etc um, are all merged in from uh, real virtuality um, but Nscript um, was in its current form uh, as early back as 2008. You can actually open. Well, that the, I know. Yeah, you it's, can actually it's unpack, not new. Yeah, carry Air command, quotes. and there is still code from carry command in Daisy. Um, there's also there's also visual assets as well, uh, textures that are in the GUI folder that are pulled direct from carry command. Um, but it, uh, again, this is not necessarily a bad thing that they've done. This, this, it, it's, it's, it's. Well, what would you have rather than? Good. What would you rather have them say then? Instead of saying we're writing a new engine, what would you rather have them say we're merging we're, an existing engine with our old technology to make a new hybrid that's going to make Daisy ten times better than it could have been? I, I would rather they've said we're porting Daisy to an engine that we feel is better, um, better suited. That if they if they if they'd phrased it like that and explained that it's a porting effort because primarily it is a porting effort what they're doing yeah fifty percent porting and then fifty percent rewriting because you still I mean yeah you still have the rendering pipeline that came from Infusion and you still have the scripting yeah. system but it, yeah, there's I don't know that, I I see why they would say that they're writing a new engine it makes sense to the public at least it's it's a good it's good PR but yeah. you say that this engine was made for DayZ but this engine is not really made for DayZ this no it wasn't made, made for, for this will be made for Arma four. Uh, no, it's no. This no. isn't. This isn't Arma Four. No. Well, Arma Arma Four will probably well, use this is VDS like a step up, right? As a base. It, no, um, I don't know how much. I... <laughs> Reforger. The Reforger leaks came from a different engine. The Enforce is old and dead. Um, obviously they're building off of the structure that was there, but it's different entirely. Yeah. It's not. It's not what we know as like enforce or enscript at all they completely abandoned that entirely from what i know and okay and the the rendering pipeline that vbs4 has is significantly better as well uh -huh. um you can do you can, it's it's closer to CryEngine, which is personally what i believe daisy should have been ported <clears throat> to they should have ported it to CryEngine because it is the only engine 
out of the box uh, commercially available engine which can handle the scale of environments and worlds that daisy requires um you can make a map that is you know thousands of miles by thousands of miles in in um in dry engine without any issue um and i, I think if they'd if the, if they if they hadn't been so stubborn to only use in-house technology i think daisy would have been in a better state now um if they'd started in in 2012. i mean i wouldn't even consider it being stubborn i think they just want to push the envelope for what they do because they always have pushed the envelope i mean you think yeah. back to like ofp when it was like completely an entirely new technology we're like hey we want to make an entire map that's 20 kilometers by 20 kilometers and we want people to be playing on all sides of it at any point in time and everybody has a different experience if you tell me that back in fucking 2006 i'm gonna be like go back and yeah. smoke whatever you're smoking over in that corner because we don't want anything to do with it all right you're full of shit you're totally full of shit but now i mean from from what they've done and and the strides that bohemia has made in general i mean they've they've completely pushed every single boundary that we know what gaming is so i mean i, I can't i can't really blame them for wanting to do it in-house because it's always worked for them and they've always yeah. done a great job at it yeah i i just i feel like i feel like they don't have i i think the main issue is that they don't have the amount of um they don't have the manpower to do it w as smoothly as perhaps i can tell you they have the manpower working on arma 4 or reforge yeah. or whatever we want to call that yeah. unannounced military simulator is probably the way to put it <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best way to put it yeah, it's um, yeah. If you uh, if anyone's if anyone wants to see what what what's possible in the future, go go look at some of the VBS four demos as well, um, because some of that shit is absolutely fantastic. Just looking at the link, uh, Camino just put in chat. Company brochure. The one where they say the one where they say that Enfusion is the platform that will be uh, used for all all Bohemia Interactive titles going forward. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, my complaint is with the misrepresentation and uh, lying in quotes. Um, I just I don't like it. I like it when people are honest about shit, even even if it's going to get them flack. Bohemia Interactive has developed two proprietary game engines, Real Virtuality and Enforce, and is currently working on its new Infusion engine. This studio will also make use of licensed engines such as Unity and Unreal for some of its projects. Mm. Like uh, Vigor, for example. And I think, mm. is Wildlands Unity? I can't remember now. I've never played it. Yeah, Infusion is just uh, the unification of RV and Enforce, which is what we work on now, which is what Daisy runs on is basically Infusion. It's why they call it Infusion. It's the infusion of Enforce and RV. So they're not going to be working on Infusion anymore. Specifically things like the audio system and um, the uh, P3D format and things like that are all yeah. pulled from uh, RV. Um, rendering pipeline, the classics, etc. Enforce, yeah. I, I miss SQF. I really do. I don't. I like, oh, God. I'd, don't say I'd, that. I'd, I'd, I'd like to Don't say languages. that. Look, I, I'm sorry, okay? I, I learned to code in the fucking, like, basic and Pascal era, okay? I don't like object-oriented programming, man. I've seen your IDE, okay? It looks like Notepad++. <laughs> <laughs> you use light theme, all right? <laughs> uh... I have literally no idea what you're talking about, but I enjoy banter between people. So, I'll can I can I? I just want to quickly jump in there on on something Dab just said. 
with the I- irony of mentioning Notepad++ because I-, I have a memory stored in, in, in this big old egg dome of mine when we, uh, I think it might have been the first time we ever had you on the podcast when, when Daisy Editor was first announced. And I remember uh, someone in the, in the comments in Daisy's stream making him mention of, uh, of Dab was uh, at that moment in time on that, that episode was using Notepad++ while showing us various Daisy Editor-related oh, things. I don't know about that. Don't make me go back and clip oh, it out I for TikTok know. now. I use Notepad++ for assorted things, but I don't, I don't program in it. That would be... I, I, can tell <laughs> you, I can tell you exactly why I use Notepad++. It is very light... <laughs> and it has folder as workspace, which is a fucking godsend when you are trying to figure out the flow of logic because you can just right click a folder, uh, be it the Daisy Strips folder or one of your own mods, third party mod, do find in files and pull in the, uh, the search results that you need. Um, you can do it in Visual Studio Code. You can do it. You can probably do it in Workbench, although I fucking hate Workbench. Um, I, I'm a hardcore Workbench user. If I, I can't <sighs> live without Workbench. What is what is wrong with you, Dab? Nothing. What is wrong with you? Remote recompile is powerful. If I need, to, if I write code, all right, and then I I can execute uh, it without restarting the game. It's perfect. Yeah. No. I no. I do. I do. I do yeah. That, yeah. It's fine. But nobody used Workbench before I joined the community. No one. Everybody hated no. it. Everybody wrote it off completely. And then I came in and I just wrote the entire editor inside of it. And now all of a sudden, like half the modders are using it because they're like, oh, you can do that. What? I'm like, yeah. I would rather go over to the laggy dark side with Helkiana and use Visual Studio Code no, than, uh, than fuck around with <sighs> Workbench. It's so heavy, dude. It takes like it takes like forty five seconds to fucking open. I, I don't care about that. So does Visual Studio, but I I use that for C plus plus development. Oh yeah. All right, you two, stop having a bloody uh, fan session over what um, elements you use to uh, code with and all the rest of it. We have got to move on. And the next topic that we're going to be talking about is why I actually got you, Dab, and Erno on, the creator server. Erno. Mm -hmm. It's a bold Um, move, Cotton. It's a bold move, Cotton. Yes, I (laughs) I agree. Um, But, uh, yeah, this all started with... A simple tweet. I saw the Rust server. Yep, the OTV uh, server. Streamers. Yeah, and um, well, other than the drama, there was also a lot of um, the, the thing I enjoyed seeing the most is that streamers uh, met each other for the first time or played with each other that normally never would have uh, played with each other or they yep. literally don't even know who they were. Um, and that idea was uh, combined with the fact that it's all live and people can see it from all different perspectives, I thought it was really cool. And I instantly started thinking of Daisy. Uh, so I tweeted it <laughs> and I got a lot of traction. Uh, Dab DM'd me after the tweet got like mm, over 200 likes, which for uh, my Twitter account is like a lot. That, mm-hmm. That's like, uh, that's going viral uh, within Daisy uh, stuff. My tweets normally get like, 20 likes, maybe. <laughs> um, and he basically was like, well, so, you know, what, what, what are we going to do? And, uh, well, we spoke, and he was up to uh, doing it with me uh, because, well, I know Dab from the editor. Uh, I know that what he makes is quality stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's willing to do this with me. Uh, 
for me, it feels like a certainty that that sort of stuff will be all right. And then we can focus on the community itself and, uh, well, the, the experience of the content creators on the server. Because we on the uh, podcast were, or probably more me, I was um, initially kind of like, oh, shit, I can just see drama, drama, drama. Um, and I said that quite publicly. But um, I thought about it and I went, well, if we don't get involved and try and help this succeed, what are we basically doing? Sitting back, sniping from afar um, when, fuck it, let's let's see what we can do to help promote this. Um, yeah, I was watching a streamer yesterday um, and they raised concerns, a big streamer. Um, you know that the, this could be a, a uh, nothing but a drama-filled um, event, but I think it comes down to the the maturity of the people on there. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if you compare it to the Rust server, I think um, the Rust server was really good for content. You can, uh, you know, uh, describe that word in many ways. Some see drama as content, but I don't. Um, <laughs> They created like two servers. They had a lot of uh, rules, like uh, they had a border in the map and below the south border, you could PVP. It was pretty complicated. Then they had two servers. Then they had one server again, and it just, it was confusing, even for a viewer. So from the beginning, uh, we have little to no rules, but we have a little explanation, like, you know, like uh, don't it's create well drama for simple stuff, you know, like you're all there to create fun. Yep. Uh, so. You know, we don't want uh, what happened with the... The, the hard part I see is going to be the clash of playstyles. Um, you know, someone um, like myself who just likes to run around and loot and um, have, you know, interactions with people um, bumps into, let's say, Uncle Ray Ray, who wants to knock me the fuck out with a shovel uh, while <laughs> screaming obscenities at me. Um, to me, see, okay, the, that that kind of personality, like people going into each other like that, is kind of what we want to see. We want to see people like interact with each other in ways like that, where guys like Uncle Ray Ray run into what happens when Uncle Ray Ray and Boydie get into the same room together and mm. Ray Ray starts to swing a sledgehammer at Boydie. What's Boydie gonna do? You know? That's I think I think that's a lot of what everybody wants to see. And in general, like the way that we're the way that we've described the server um internally is um if you're in like um in general, the, the map is gonna be the mosque. We're gonna use the mosque because it's probably one of the best balanced maps actually in my opinion at least what's the pop um, gonna be 40 40 yep um but it's if you're in vorkuta um you can kill each other you can you know do whatever but if you sit inside of a bush or on top of a building and just shoot people all day long you're gonna hear from us we're we don't want that to happen in vorkuta or up north at least if you're up north down south it's pretty much gonna be a you know you can pretty much kill pvp each other. central yep yeah, um, we encourage you to talk to each other, and if you get close to somebody and you could rob them or whatever, you could talk to them. Go for it, you know, because it's still like we should, everybody, everybody's probably going to be in that kind of in that kind of boat. But I mean, if you feel threatened, you could shoot them. But like, if you're up in Vorkuta and you're and you should try to at least have like a little bit of conversation with each other and at least talk to each other, even if you're just saying, "Hey, um, listen, I need food, and you are looking like a snack, so I'm going to come and just kind of sledge you real quick, if that's cool with you." You know what I mean? So it's like we want to we kind of we kind of want to have that balance. Yes. But we're not going to like we're not going to be like completely. Here's 37 rules that you need to follow. You broke seven, eight and nine and you need to, you know, you need to get your shit together. We're, we're going to try and keep it as comprehensive as possible. 
that's kind of our goal is to just keep it keep it pretty good. I think the big thing, Erno, is going to be um, something I had to learn playing on um, the Daisy Down Under server. Um, that um, yeah, I'm I'm very good with it now. Um, but it was a learning curve for me, and it was Spud from DDU who uh, said it to me that um, one thing I had to learn was that just because my adventure died didn't mean someone else's adventure died. So my mm-hmm. death may have been yeah, an, an awesome moment for someone else or my robbery or my whatever um, may have been you know, an awesome event. So it's going to take some people to swallow their pride. Um, yeah, I, I have one uh, memorable moment um, on my channel um, where Diddy, um, Benfruit and one other fellow robbed me and, mate, I was as salty as fuck from it. Uh, but it was great content for them. Um, I was salty, but for them, it was fucking amazing well, content. You know, they got to I, I rob and hold mean. up the nicest yeah. guy in DayZ, but <laughs> that's that's what um, worries me is that some people aren't going to be able to do that, and that's where I think some people are going to have to, you know, man up or girl up and um, realise that it's not all about them. Yeah, people are going to have to learn to take a couple of L's before they can run around and take. Yeah, the but yes. it's, it's not only that. Like, I run a role play server. I've, I've been role playing for well, like eight years now. And one of the things I learned is you cre- cannot create a good, fun story. And I'm not saying this server will be role play, but this this goes for this sort of stuff as well. You cannot create a, a good, fun story without taking an L. If you only yes. care about winning yes. and you only want to yes. win, 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 win. Your story will be very bad. You need to take a few L's to bounce yep. back, get some revenge, you know? And and even a story where you lose or die completely, that, that can still be a good story. Uh, um, I was gonna, I was going to say, you're, you're getting into um, RP kind of territory um, to the point where you're, you're probably, you know, with what Dab says about, um, you know, having to pull people in and, and speak to people, etc. You're talking about sort of QOGP. Uh, rather than QORP, um, and just making sure that people are having uh, a playing fair and and giving other people the opportunities as well. Mm. But we will leave it to them. Like we, will, but we hope that they will see it the same way as we do. Because I uh, I want this to succeed. Yeah, you know, I've thought long and hard about it. Um, I didn't need to. Yeah, you know, think long and hard about wanting it to succeed. But this is this can only um, you know hopefully be good for the community. Yeah, you know, you've only got to look at the success of Rust. Its numbers have just gone through the fucking roof, um, and you know if 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 you if you out there watching this know of a creator that you know there's people who don't know about it like Fubar Bundy didn't know about it. I put Fubar Bundy, um, spoke to him about it, and sent you his contact details, um, Dab, um, to reach out to him. And if he jumps on it, fucking awesome. You know I'd love to see a Fubar Bundy video where he just terrorizes him and Alan fucking and match just terrorizing everyone um in the way that they do um I, I that's probably my only fear is that there's going to be so many fucking terrorists on the server uh, <laughs> between R- ray ray and lax and bloody benfruit and god knows who else uh, dirty I was santa say, you should just ban lax just ban lax now. <laughs> <laughs> i will i uh I'm not really in a position, and I'm sure everyone watching will agree, to give anybody any advice on running servers or how to do anything. But as the as the podcast's resident Ray Ray expert, the only bit of advice I would ever consider uh, trying to give to anyone is is obviously for Dab and Erno is definitely obviously let him on the server because it will be brilliant. But be prepared for the shitstorm you will receive from his victims. 
Yeah. If you think people are <laughs> upset by Lax with his Australian accent doing something they don't like, wait until Ray Ray threatens to eat their insides and, oh, I love and Ray Ray. you know, all sorts. Yeah, you guys all know what Ray Ray's like. Be uh, prepared uh. because you will get his victims will be bitching and moaning in the Discord, DMing you. This I is mean, not I... how Daisy's played, etc. Maybe. I don't think so. But uh, to me, those kind of people are what would make that server awesome yes yeah definitely yes 100 so. so much depth and different uh, yeah. different he's he's a wild card yeah. he's a wild card you, they, you know yeah. someone could be having this this awesome little adventure and everything's going to plan the way that they wanted it to be and then all of a sudden fucking ray ray turns up and it's just what the fuck is going on yeah um yeah, yeah. i i like. that's the shit i'm gonna be looking for i remember Way back um, when, and you, you'd probably remember this, Erno, when um, Daisy actually released a streamers-only server. Um, yep. And it was the most boring fucking thing I ever watched. Most boring yep. fucking thing. All it was was people running around going, oh, are you so-and-so? Oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. And it turned into more of a fucking networking, social gathering, having drinks around the campfire than actually genuine interactions. Um, you know, the, the, the couple of people who did run around just, you know, if they saw a bunch of people, they just started sniping at them and just trying to create mayhem, um, you know, were, were almost shouted down for, you know, oh, but it was so good to see such... No, fuck that. I don't want to see fucking a circle jerk of people standing around a campfire and trying to network. And <laughs> I, want, I want to see fucking chaos and, and madness and robberies and, yeah. Yeah, I see, you, I see you rubbing your hands there, Doug. Yeah. It's going to be mean, a good time. We, we hope that people won't aimlessly uh, KOS. Like, I hope you have a, a meaning for uh, the stuff you do, although you're free to do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but this server is created with um, sort of a goal that you can... Big streamers such as uh, The Running Man's or uh, Tope can finally build a base without mm -hmm. it being stream-sniped. Just uh, stuff they can focus on that they could never focus on before and, and really try and create maybe a storyline with that. Um, I think the hardest thing for creators is going to be controlling their chat, Erno. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, metagaming yeah. is going to be metagaming is something that we're actually really scared of. Um, yep. We know a lot of streamers are going to be really cool about it. You know, I yeah. most of the big streamers in Daisy are like, yo, if you if they the moment that they interact with another streamer, if like for instance, just to give an example, like I was watching Saramore and Smoke when they met each other the other night in day one. <clears throat> that was an incredibly entertaining interaction, but both of them immediately stopped looking at their chats because they knew they're going to be metagaming each other back. And da -da 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 please, please tell me other, Sarah Moore's right? coming to the server as well. He's another fucking wild card. Sarah Moore is in the server, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like the thing is, if you're playing on a server with only streamers, how are you gonna how are you gonna look at your chat if all they're doing is metagaming? Because like then you yeah. then you literally can't look at your chat. So it's like, all right, well, how how are they gonna actually manage this and maintain this? And hopefully it gets to a point where like I, I don't I don't know. Hopefully it gets to a point where the chats can kind of keep themselves keep keep it down, keep it calm, and moderation can sort of take over, but I don't know. It's gonna be really I, hard. Maybe um, maybe sub only mode, because normally sub only know emote, only. emote yeah. only sub only subs normally know the rules of the channel. So yeah, for the most part. I wonder if, if based on that, whether the first, because of the whole idea of the, obviously a lot of streamers and metagaming, if, if that early doors first couple of weeks of that, that getting people getting to know the server and how it works and people telling their Twitch chats, look, don't metagame and, and getting over that, which is going to, you know, that, that little, 
sort of early period of anything new is always going to have you know slight teething issues so to speak i wonder if that early stage is going to be more profitable perhaps or, or better used for content creators for youtube for video uploads it will obviously still work perfectly fine for content creation for, for streaming but i wonder if until some of those early um you know problems with 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 metagaming in chat and things like that whether youtube videos are going to sort of be the more successful use of that server in in the early going you would I almost envy the fact that you're not live yeah yeah i think youtube would be well for this server yeah with with videos and youtube you could create something uh well i wouldn't say better but maybe uh better story well yeah i yeah. guess i guess a, i guess I mean, a better a better video yeah yeah, I mean the way the way I kind of look at it is you look at you look at guys you got we've mentioned Uncle Ray Ray, Sarah Moore, Lax, those guys are, uh, who are more sort of uh, bombastic kind of uh, situations with them. It's I wonder if imagine seeing a, a YouTube video of you know those three randomly by chance because of how the server will work happen to run into each other and those three go on an adventure, you know, and you have then no chat dictating anything either way. Uh, you know, a YouTube video that would come from that would would be absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I have to like quickly a... uh, tell you, Werno, from Coach, um, that he loves your work. <laughs> I love your thank work you, too, Werno. Honestly, yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can I can I raise a concern? Um, Go for it. The, the... Raised <laughs> <laughs> <Always> one. <laughs> it's okay. So so. I understand, I understand the the desire for for um, streamers not to want to be stream sniped and stuff like that, um, yeah. but there was there was one thing that 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 can that sort of stood out to me, and also it was raised um, by a few people that I know, um, and it was basically you're kind of taking the streamers away from the community in a sense um the the fact that you mentioned that it, it wouldn't necessarily be a long-running thing um sort of um alleviated some of those concerns but if you have all of the content creators on one server the average daisy player is never going to have that opportunity to run into the running man or yeah but you know, that's not why they play do they uh, i think yeah i think i think you kind of i think it, it's very tempting to underestimate the fact that um that people want to see their icons they want to have that possibility of running into some of the legends and experiencing what you know they've seen other people do look what you're um, talking about there is why day one know. has been so successful because everyone knows yeah. there's a lot of streamers and that going there but at the same time exactly. um i come back to what erno said earlier that um <clears throat> the running man when was the last time he made a base Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I like again. I, I think, I think the problem is the balance, and I think if you were running this as like, I don't know, like a two-week-long season or something that you ran, you know, every couple of months, to to allow people to to generate that content and then go back to what they were doing previously, I don't think you would have as much blowback from the wider community um as you would if this was just there's only one server that's that streamers play on and you can't play on it as a normal player i think Isn't that's that, that's day one right now with the queue <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but the, the thing is like if you are a dedicated 
um you know fan of that of that sort of thing and you want you you can put in the time to to get into that server um and i think that's i don't know i just think that i think if if firstly if people are only ever running into other content creators it's going to be a very different experience for them as well their content will change significantly definitely um ben fruit is probably not gonna you know call trmz sally and give him give him the nickname sally when he when he's running around with him and stuff um i mean i hope he does that'd be um, kind of funny if he did that yeah, ben, <laughs> please please ben prove me wrong on this one dude um but i think i think a it'll change um the the content creators content as well um but also it'll i i think that the wider daisy community will feel that it's unfair um, well well on that blotters has raised a good point in chat as well uh, what is the cutoff for people playing on this server? Is it follow count? Is it notoriety, etc.? I imagine that could be something that causes a bit of upset when you segregate the community in that sense because you guys have said you are picking people for the server. Um, yep. Have you said no to anyone? Yeah, we're yep. not. We're definitely not like playing favorites or anything like, that, anything like that when it comes to like the applications. It's really just people who are like. I guess already established in the Daisy community. If you've contributed as a content creator, and I've, I mean, I've invited modders who have had an impact on the community too. Like, if you have had an impact on the community, I mean, I'm sure that it, it, we can definitely make an exception to have you in. Um, that being said, like, we are, we still have to say no to some people who are not because they're like, you know, we don't think that they're going to be entertaining or going to be great on the server. They probably would be, but we just can't let literally every everyone who's got affiliate in. Otherwise, the server would fill up instantly and then yeah. it would become another issue where it's like a lot of the smaller guys are looking to be like clout chasing and we don't want that. We definitely yeah. don't want that. It's we're out here to make content, and have a good time together. And it's supposed to be mutually beneficial to everyone, you know, it's supposed to be a great thing for everybody. What about you, Anna? What's your say? Well, we do it together. So yeah, I agree with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have a set requirement uh, or anything like that. We it really goes uh, person by person. Um, so we uh, and we discuss it. Me and Dab, if we're not sure about someone, we just we just DM each other and just talk about it. And, yeah, that's how we do it. I was gonna say something too, and I've forgotten. Huh. <laughs> well, Foxy's saying in chat, see if you like them, they get in basically. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't like Foxy, so sorry. I do. His servers have got Sherbet Dib Dabs on them. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't mean anything to the majority of the people, but Foxy <laughs> knows what I'm on about, and that's my childhood so, right there, so I, I so, love Foxy. So how long um, away are we from this going live? Oh, that's actually what I was going to talk about, is how long it's going to be. It's only going to be from The server's only going to be up for a month from our start yep. date. Max. Yeah, max. One ma I mean, it's going to be a max for a month, but um the start date is still contingent on the namos content update that's coming so uh i don't know if anybody or many people know but the next update for namos is going to be a content update it's gonna be the first content update that comes out with namos uh i think it's gonna be awesome i think everybody's gonna love it um but we are waiting on that because uh there's a couple of things on the server that i'm kind of integrating with that and also there's um I think I think I want a lot of content creators to experience the next Demos content update together as content creators. I think it'd be really, really cool for everybody to be like kind of going in fresh together like that, but experiencing that together. I think that would kind of be a, a sort of a perfect storm. I think it would kind of set everybody up for success there. Can you increase the resolution of the Aurora textures on the mouse, please? 
perhaps. There's a lot uh, of you like this. Yeah. Do you mean by just like the slices themselves, or like add yeah, more? Yeah, just no, 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 no. Literally, just just make the texture larger. It helps with the color color banding issues um, that you get in the sky. Possibly. Maybe. Erno, I have to give you another shout out from um, Deskid. People to experience it. <laughs> yeah, Deskid was oh, yeah, also yeah. saying he's a big fan of your work, or he called you. It said her work, but yeah, big fan of your work as yeah. well, there, Erno. Yeah, I love you too, Max. <laughs> Thanks, man. <clears throat> so, what we're looking at probably um, two to three weeks then, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> um. About, yeah, about two, two or three weeks would be good. Awesome, awesome. Because we'll be um following it quite closely and um um talking about it on the podcast each week as well. Um, following the goings on on the server, and it'll probably make for some great um uh, spotlights or highlights of the week. Uh, there, Brim. Yeah, yeah, I can see it becoming a, a regular fixture. I'm starting to get a little bit sick of uh of of having Lax as my uh, as much as I love the guy, but it seems every <laughs> single Saturday we come on here and it's like. Him. What's your uh, what's your what pick for this week? I'm like, well, it's fucking lax. Obviously, he's done another video, isn't he? So it'd be nice to kind of maybe uh, change him out slightly. As much as I love him, Foxy saying in chat, it'd be the last thing he would want to do. To be honest, a big circle jerk. The the thing is, Foxy, it'll only become a big circle jerk if people let it. Um, yeah, that that's what um, I talked about with the previous one that Daisy actually did themselves all those years ago, and that turned into a big circle jerk. This time around, I think there's enough wildcard people like your Ceramores, your uh, Uncle Ray Ray, your Laxes, um, Dirty Santas, and people like that that aren't going to let that happen. Um, you know, this, this this comes down to the, the people that go on the server um, and the way that they make it happen. If there's people on there just to cloud chase, um, they'll get exposed pretty quickly um, yeah. as you know, the thirsty boy and girls. Um, you know, just there to have their uh, magical moment of meeting someone big or being able to, you know, they're going to stream snipe uh, the running man so they can release their video. I killed the running man and I killed Shroud or I killed fucking Smoke or whoever. Um, that stuff is, is is cringe and I hope to God no one does goes on there for that reason. Go on there for, you know, yeah. More altruistic reasons. Make, yeah. make your content, you know? <clears throat> to, be, to be part of something special. This is the first time that anyone's um, tried to do this um, and a lot of work's going into it. Like, Dab, you've been working on some custom stuff for the server. Anything you oh, want to share with yeah. us? Uh, not yet. Uh, I'll, go I'll go public on some stuff before the server releases, but there's a couple yep. of cool things that we're doing. We got, a, we got a, like, a lot of quality of life features coming in. Like, mm -hmm. I I'll give you one. Grenades make sound effects when they hit walls and floors. That's right. I've seen so the clip for that. Anymore. Yeah. That was so, cool. I mean, just kind of stuff like that to kind of keep it going. There's going to be a couple other kind of cool things that we're, that we're thinking about. And we've got the shed bases as well, Erno. Yeah, I, uh, they're all done. Uh, I don't know if you've seen all of them, but uh, on the Mouse Z, I released a guide of how to build them. But maybe I can share them with you. Hold on. I can grab it. Uh, yeah, I'll just DM it to you. Yeah, Joe, I'm, we're we're also really worried about that kind of stuff too. It's it's gonna it's really gonna be a lot on the streamers and the modders and their chats to make sure that people kind of keep act like adults and kind of keep themselves together. Oh, that's I nice. Do, I do have a question for you guys regarding the uh, the server as, as it pertains to population. 
because I can already see that this this could quite easily be a very very popular server, uh, and obviously being that a, quite a lot of it's going to be made of content creators, whether they do regardless of what you know content it is, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. What what would you guys assuming that it goes very well? I know you guys said you you know you're not going to have it being a full time thing. It's going to be you know maybe a, you'll be on for a month or so and and go from there what do you what do you guys sort of foresee in the sense of if it does become extremely popular and suddenly you've got a 40 pop server that's yep. already you know that's already fully populated and now you've got say another 10 20 whatever content creators you know names that you know and you would like to see on 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 the server suddenly saying hey look i can't get on the server because it's constantly full pop would you then at that situation maybe look into a second server and and, and going around that or how how would you look to manage that should it take off in that sense i think you can just, just raise the pop like that's this the we could do that or people could just sit in the queue i don't think the queue will be let's say it does get full i don't think the queue would ever get above yeah, that uh, sounds like a very ben. happy disaster to have, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Zombie's saying in chat there as well, different time zones as well. You know, us Aussies get yeah. on at a different time. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem that I hope you guys have because, it, like you said, it is a Same. good problem to have. Um, but where you say about the, the idea of raising the, the population, the reason I ask and mention it is because with, with Namowski, and this is, again, this is just one of my opinions. I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I think 40 is a perfect number for, for population on the mouse servers. And I think if there are often times where on servers, I find that they're sat at 40 pop. And if I'm lucky enough to get on, I go to somewhere like Vorkuta and there's nothing for me to pick up. I can't pick up food and drink because the population is, is such that, and again, it's going to differ. Some servers are going to have people that will more people that will stay in towns compared to another server that might have more people that will explore. But sometimes I will see that I'll, I'll go into Vorkuta. There's no food to be picked up because 20 other people are in that town at that time. I've already picked it up. And there's, you know, whilst obviously, you know, loot spawning in and out as you go along, it's it's almost like there's not enough loot to go around at times. And you are kind of depending on the server you're playing on of course you're you're forced to to have that pvp with someone to you know i need the food that you've got essentially and that's not always up to you know what what people that's not what people always want to a degree that's, so that's that's primarily down to um the cle not being configured properly and we got um i have lieutenant from uh the expansion mod working i'm working really closely with him to make sure that the ce is pretty well balanced on the server we're doing a, yeah. we're doing some changes already to make sure that it kind of gets that it gets pretty well balanced there's some mm -hmm. stuff that i wanted to change anyway so if it does get to that point where we're worried about you know scarcity of resources and stuff like that due to population we'll make adjustments we'll, we'll make some some hot adjustments real quick to make sure that it keeps it stays in balance I know, I know you said yeah. you're going to be releasing a lot of stuff later, but are there going to be any events on the server that, you know, uh, basically try to get people to converge by choice, not by force, uh, airdrops or uh, survivor missions or anything like that? I personally would really, really like to have some stuff, some scripted events, mainly some weird stuff to do with Athena 1, just to have mm -hmm. some wacky, weird stuff go on down there to bring people into that one point. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I haven't gotten anything set in stone, but I would really like to do that. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Just as like a once in a like a once a week thing, or maybe as the server's ending, we. we I, I even said it before. Like maybe I am. 
we're, we're not sure, but like crank the loop for like the last two days or something like that and let everybody PvP each other just for fun. I mean, well, Unhinged, Unhinged like, has got a comment. Going down. Un Unhinged has got a comment there in chat. Personal opinion, I'd prefer to see a one-off True Color style event for content creators on the updated The Mollusk. A month is a long time. Um, I, I see your point, Unhinged, but I think um, a month's going to allow um, a, a good test of it. But that's a great way to maybe go out with a bang on the server. Um, you know, uh, have it so that you know towards the end everyone knows that there's going to be a big event um and that encourages as many people to get on and whether it be a true color style event or you guys come up with something totally unique but that would be fucking amazing you know even if you had like you said some events over the course of the month um you know um probably on a saturday or a sunday so that you know no matter what time zone you're in you can try to arrange to be around for it um you know some sort of special event that encourages you know whether it be a pvp fest or a, a big interaction just, fest or whatever i just had an idea like just sitting here right now like what if the last day of the server it completely turned the whole server turned into a br event that was like yeah. the whole map started to shrink and like everybody yep. had their gear you got to grab your shit and go and be the last person alive on the server and it's all converging together and the last person alive is the king of the content creator server and then it goes down yeah, I, something, I think, something weird like that would be fun. I I, I would yeah, fucking end, sign end up to watch that. And it would be off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think there's a, a and you know this is the first time around. As I saw with the um, Christmas show, um, I had um, grand ideas and um, all the rest of it, and most of them fell flat on their ass because I overcommitted and didn't plan it out well. But this is the first time, and people have got to be understanding of that as well that there's probably going to be issues, there's probably going to be mistakes, there's probably going to be things that don't go the way you want. But, you know, calm down, take a deep breath and, you know, give good, good, honest, critical feedback to Erno and Dab and see what happens the second time around with it. I'm, I'm excited for it. I genuinely am. And we are too. Yep. Same. Fucking awesome. Thank you for, uh, for having us explain this and all that. Pretty cool. I've, uh, if I can just quickly jump in there, I've had an idea from one of my uh, one of my Twitch subs here for a, for a final event, perhaps some sort of server sing along, you know, <laughs> royalty free. You know, you know, the, you know, non DMCA <gasps> we, of course. We could we could do a TikTok like all the nurses and oh, everyone else. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! There's some there's something really awful about seeing someone of his age just say the word TikTok, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. With the gap tooth and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as uh, as as someone who spends most of their time RPing, the delay in VoIP is one of the most annoying things ever because it can entirely prevents you from sing from doing sing-alongs in game. Yeah, because you're always out of sync with the other. <laughs> adds to the charm. True. Adds to the charm. Okay, so we're now on to the um, other topics of the night. Uh, Brim, you shared Uncle Ray Ray's um, tweet. I did. I've just put a link in your chat and mine as well. So Ray Ray's, uh, obviously, as we know, recently become partnered uh, about fucking time. Um, and he, what he's gone and done is his first act as the new, uh, newly partnered streamer for Daisy. Is he started up his own Twitch team, the Human Twitchipede? Because of course it's uh, Ray Ray, so he has to take centipede <laughs> inspired stuff there. Um, so it's it's really cool. I'm I'm. You know, I'm lucky enough to be one of the one of the names included there. But we've got some fantastic names, guys like Fozzy, guys like Jimbo Slice, Zombie Lee, who's in the chat, obviously uh, a great addition there as well. Tommy the Gun, uh, Miss Foo, 
uh, one of the podcast friends, BWAD99, and also Bear Bomber Zero, Reverend Vodka Cupcakes. So there's a there's a, a large Wait. number. And it's it's basically it's it's the, the idea is exactly what you would expect uh, a Twitch team to be, and that is a, a group of people who um who are basically there to to help each other achieve their goals essentially. You know, we we sort you know, we raid each other, we host each other, we spend time in each other's chats, and it's it's trying to grow the you know, grow a community organically rather than doing, you know, daft stuff that a lot of people do, such as view bots and what have you. And a little spoiler alert for the future, you notice there there's at the top there's obviously the uh the human twitchipede in all its glory with Ray Ray at the at the top. There is being made a custom one of those with all our faces or logos on them as well, which will be uh which will be sorted out once we've uh, finalized everything. So it's 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 pretty damn cool. It's pretty damn cool indeed. I think it's a great thing that he's uh, doing it. I know um, other people uh, when they become partnered of oh fuck I'll start my own Twitch team and that they can be a lot of work. Um, but I wish him the best of luck. And the thing I love the most is you know he, he's taken in a lot of people who um, would otherwise have been ignored by a lot of other uh, more established teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got people there like Bear Bomber Zero and BWAD ninety nine. They're they're friends of the podcast, but they're they're relatively new streamers. You know, they've only been doing it. You know, they only came into sort of our knowledge in in late twenty twenty. You know, so you you've he's he's not picking people. He's not looking at people with you know huge followerships and saying right. I want to get this person on my stream team because they're they're you know they're a very well known streamer and I you know I want to rub elbows and shoulders with the best of them he's trying he's using his platform the fact that he's now partnered and he's a well-known name in the community to try and bring other people up with him at the same time which obviously is is the exact correct way to go in in my opinion that's that's really good that he's doing it um and yeah because we we had ray ray on um quite a few weeks back and he was pretty much Resigned Halloween, to the fact he was enough. he was never going to be um, partnered, and he's gone and done it. So he's a good inspiration yeah. for a lot of people out there um, who you know are looking at it like something that they'll never be able to do. And um, yeah, yeah, he's a great example of just stick to it. And um, yeah, he doesn't stream as much as some people out there, but he's done enough to finally um, achieve that beloved um, purple tick next to his name. Yeah, uh, with Ray Ray, it's quality over quantity. So, you know, like you say, he doesn't stream six days a week, 12 hour streams like some people do. He, he does, you know, three or four a week that are three or four hours long at most. So, you know, he keeps things fresh, keeps things simple. Um, and one of the great things, I think it's a somewhat similar thing to what Dab and Erno are doing with the creator server as well, is that he's not just letting in any old Muppet that could end up ruining it for everyone. He's vetting these people. Everyone in this stream team are people he knows of. They don't necessarily have they don't have to be a subscriber to his channel or any of that, but they are they are people that he knows of that that have a history that are, you know, again, might not be well known names, but are don't have like a negative anything negative, you know, against them, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, that they're not just some random asshole that's gonna ruin it, you know. They are Erna, you ever thought of doing one? Say again, sir. Are are you in a switch team or a stream team at all? I'm in comic crew, yeah. Yep, Karma Crew, yep. Mm-hmm. It, they, they, they can help uh, when you get some people around you that um, 
um, you know, can give you guidance and all the rest of it, which is a, a good thing for people, you know, shared knowledge and all the rest of it. And 100%. Yep. Totally. What are you guys charging to get in a Karma Crew now? <laughs> uh, 250 or do i gotta yeah no no 250 250 oh yeah okay you've gone down <laughs> all right just can we get off. can we get podcast discounts get like <laughs> a, a special code to put in on a website somewhere like a five percent off yes yes use use code hashtag daisy podcast for five percent off your karma crew membership fees <laughs> but uh, a big congratulations to uncle ray ray for finally achieving the um uh, partnership status it's well deserved and uh yeah you can just see the love that um nearly everyone in the community has for him he's just he's such a wild card and he's so energetic and it's great to see someone um who thought he was on the outer become part of the inner yeah, um, and that, that's that's the only thing that annoys me with this stream team is that we had him on the podcast and I was the one that asked him because I hosted that podcast and said, do you think you'll ever hit partner? And even if you do, would you ever consider going for it? And he was like, nah, Twitch won't ever want me. And I don't know if I'd ever want to hit partner, to be honest. That was kind of his response. And then, I mean, what was that? Halloween. And we're now, what, end of January? And suddenly, you know, what's that? Three months, if my math isn't mm. too horrific. And suddenly he's hit it and he didn't fucking, he didn't tell me, he kept it a secret. <laughs> I'm livid, livid with him. <laughs> now, uh, Zombie Lee shared with me something um, awesome that happened in the DayZ community. Um, Mr. OG um, did a um, fundraiser, uh, pretty much like a, almost an impromptu one uh, for one of the members of his community, AxenEMG, um, to help her get the surgery she needs. He's 6,000 fucking pounds. That's insane. What's that like? About nine thousand US dollars, probably about ten to eleven thousand Aussie dollars, um, raised by his community. For again, it just shows uh, that there's more to the Daisy community than um, just the toxicity you sometimes see on Reddit and in some chats and all the rest of it. But that that's fucking awesome, and he deserves a big heart for that. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. I, uh... I know OG from uh, when he was still in Karma Crew. Yep. And a lot of people uh, don't really like him because uh, he's very mean in game. But yeah, he's he's got a very uh, very big heart, and he does big heart fundraisers. Yeah, exactly. He he does uh, he does stuff like this. Um, I think he did it for cancer. Uh, yeah, he does he does cancer every year, I believe, or several times yeah. a year. Fuck yeah, cancer! It's, it's just amazing what what he does, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's another one who's um he he puts on this um angry man persona, uh, but he's more of a toasted marshmallow. He might be crusty and burnt on the outside, but inside he's all soft and gooey. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I like That's a that. lot of adjectives mm -hmm. there. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. he'll be thrilled to hear such a fantastic <laughs> way of wording it, Boydy. <laughs> Can we get him a painting that just says that? It's just like crusty <laughs> on the outside, <laughs> wow. warm and gooey on the inside. Can we can we see if we can crowdfund uh, some money for him to get that tattooed? I'd wear a shirt that says that, to be honest with you. <laughs> New podcast merch coming early in February, people. <laughs> um, now, did you guys happen to see the um, uh, tweet by Player Two Gaming? Um, Talking um, uh, interview with the. I'll let, I'm sharing it now live. I'll um, turn the audio back on. You ever think, or is it even a goal of yours to ever overtake Daisy? Yeah, yes, of course it is. It will happen. <laughs> you ever think, or is it even a goal of yours to ever. I mean, you've Why got to kind of commend them. 
you've got to commend like them. Let's be honest. You, you know, you've you've got to commend them for if you're going to shoot, shoot for the fucking stars. Let's be honest. At the same time, though, I kind of think, yeah, all right. Yeah, I played yeah. Scums. Uh, yeah, not to show in any other game or anything, but just I, ha- I it's just better in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't played it in a long time, so I, apparently it's gone through a lot of changes. I need to get back on it to to have another look at its current situation. But I yeah, mean. The- if if you think the Daisy servers are bad with sometimes the donation stuff, Scum has no rules. Uh, I recently played it like two months ago, and you join a server. The most popular ones are literally pay to win, where you have to join their Discord. You can get like a free uh, first package with a car and like weapons, and then you just have to keep donating and you just keep getting gear and bases. And there's, I think, yeah, that, that game is uh, the monetization rules have completely ruined it, in my opinion. I I just I can't take any game that uses Unreal Engine seriously. I just I just can't. It's, it's just me. <laughs> what does that have anything to do with it? Hold on. What? <laughs> what? It it's it it's just it's not capable of. You're not. It, you cannot make an open world game using Unreal. You just can't. It's, you can. What do you mean? No. That's no, like you saying can't. you don't like Tarkov because it's built in Unity. Like that's uh, you yeah, can't judge a yeah, game based on its yeah, engine. No. Yeah, I no, can completely, um, yeah. I can completely gut that engine and make it entirely different. That's totally different. It's totally fine. Uh, I'm so, I'm sorry, but just look at every game that uses Unreal um, and try Spirit. Okay. Well, that's that's what Dead Matter uses, isn't it? Every game that uses Unreal Engine. Let's see. Fortnite, like Yoshi's Crafted World, Hellblade, Street Fighter, Robo Rico. Okay. What yeah, I, what I think he's meaning though, Dab, is more your open world games because like I think straight yeah. back to Dead Matter and Dead Matter. Um, put some very, very lofty goals out there. Was very, you know, they were aiming for Daisy as well. We're going to be a bigger map than Daisy and a better map than Daisy. And then the reality of it was that they couldn't even have the city of Alberta um, on the map with the rest of it. It was just too much for. And this is this is my limited understanding. So feel free to destroy me with your superior knowledge, mate. But the, they they found that the game couldn't do what Daisy could do. With the, with the map wise, is probably the most beautiful engine I've ever seen. But I it's, will agree it's that it has great, issues. but it doesn't scale. That you cannot. It, like, Unreal Can you expect will it not to with scale. something like that? You pretty much have to gut a lot of the features that Unreal has if you want it to scale properly. Yeah, and you have to rewrite exactly. a lot of it. Where, which which is why which is why I always come back to people should be using CryEngine for shit. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I I'm very very stubborn with regards. What's what's an think, open world game that uses this CryEngine? What's the, what's um, an open world game that uses this cry engine? I suppose probably the probably the biggest example. I mean, aside from obviously Crisis and Far Cry, etc., um, would be uh, Star Citizen. Um, Star again, Citizen, don't get me wrong, Jesus. they've had they've had major issues, um, but the the question is whether or not that's due to the quality of the development um, rather than the quality of the engine. The engine itself. Um, it handles a lot of things out of the box, like um, dynamic uh, occlusion culling, um, which is something that Daisy still doesn't have um, and probably never will. Um, and uh, it, it, it's to the point where a, a lot of game developers talk about optimization and uh, they say, oh, the performance is bad at the moment because we haven't optimized yet. Arc did this for years. And when you're talking about going from 20 FPS to 60, that's not optimization. That's a complete rewrite of the engine. Um, optimization is is getting another five, 10 frames um, out of the engine, and that's you. You just can't. You can't 
if you've made a game that you know you're lucky to scrape 30 fps at the scale that you have you can't then expect to just double it um and and that's the problem that that games like scum and arc and atlas have um the engine is just not capable of large-scale stuff um it, it was designed as a as a first-person shooter engine um you know it, that that's what, what its heritage is and essentially they've kind of forced themselves into a position where you know they're, they're making developers um use unreal um by favorable licensing deals um the launch of the epic store and things like that it's for most people that have technical goals in mind they wouldn't think oh that's the engine i want to use they it, it's typically projects that don't really know what they're doing don't have the experience the in-house experience to create a an engine themselves or to customize um it to the point where it does what they need um dad mentioned tarkov um unity again is a bit of a joke of an engine with regards to um large scale stuff but you can you can rewrite significant parts of unity to get it to do what you want it to do Someone in chat oh, saying miscreated uses CryEngine? Miscreated used CryEngine as well, yeah. Um, and uh, and again, that, that handled it significantly better. There are other engines that would probably be even better. For example, something like the Frostbite engine. Um, but obviously they're proprietary and not available. Yeah, Frostbite to is like completely closed off. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, which, which has the best uh, netcode, I'm being asked in chat? Uh, probably ID Tech, um, but again, um, completely closed off. Can't can't touch ID Tech unless you're owned by Zenimax Studios. Okay, um, I know that Unreal Engine has been quite handy for Septic Falcon because I've seen a few times on his uh, Twitter and stuff and on his stream, he's gone in and made his own sort of custom like be be right back screens and stuff like that for his stream and messed about with different things and made new graphics and stuff. So I know it can be quite yeah. handy for that sort of thing, but can, can everyone please just stop for a sec and go and fucking subscribe um, to septic Falcons, YouTube and follow him on Twitch. The guy is a fucking boss um, and he's an OG of Daisy and he deserves a lot more people watching him and loving him um, than he has right now. So please go fucking do that right now with septic Falcon. If someone can share his um, Twitch channel, his Twitter in chat, that would be greatly appreciated. The guy is a fucking legend. Now, what were you going to say there, Mike? Uh, I was just going to say, Unreal's the most accessible engine to um, to novice uh, developers and 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 um, like. I almost want to say content creators because you can use it as a platform to to do things like you know. Um, uh, like 3d animation video stuff um you know you can put together in, in kind of the same way that you used to do with source filmmaker um you can you can put together you know sort of trailers and, and videos and things like that and in fact daisy actually used unreal to do the trailer for daisy i believe um i'm sure dad might be able to correct me on this one but i'm 90 percent. yeah i'm pretty sure it was used. unreal yeah I, i'm um, being told so not to call they... you mike <laughs> No, 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 Mike's, Mike's fine. A everyone just calls me MDC or shitbag. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Unreal can be used, 
you know, you can you can take 3D assets and load them in and rig them um, using stuff from the Unreal Workshop. I mean, PUBG itself is a perfect example of this. PUBG was literally an asset flip um, from uh, from the Unreal Marketplace. They they it, there was very little um, custom work done. Um, mostly just the game mechanics themselves of the circle and everything like that. Everything else was just pulled from the Unreal uh, Marketplace and tossed up to kind of make a quick buck. And it wasn't until uh, it wasn't until Microsoft came in, um, I think, when they ported it to Xbox, that the engine got a significant rewrite um, because obviously the the PUBG development team didn't have the development expertise to actually make the game like acceptable which is why the performance was so bad for so long mm -hmm. it wasn't until microsoft came in and rewrote significant parts of it um that uh that the performance increased so yeah you get a lot of games especially survival games um that pop up that use unreal they use assets from the marketplace they use the built-in systems etc and it's just an absolute shit show and the best example of it is arc um i i I, I, there's so much anger I have in me for that game um, and you know instead of actually taking the time to hire developers that can shoehorn the engine into a state where it's capable of doing what they want it to which is an absolute nightmare um, they just you know kept releasing DLC and shit like that so yeah yep. Um, when a game launches and they say, oh, we're using Unreal, um, unless it's a, a first-party developer, um, a first-party title, something by Epic or done in collaboration with Epic, I just sort of shake my head and groan, basically. Okay, um, next topic. Um, I put up a uh, post on um, Reddit asking people um, who would be interested in seeing um, the classic Chernerous Old School map re-released. I, I think... Personally, I think that would be a great maybe free DLC that they could release um, that might get some interest in people. You know, just the old um, cities and towns, below the tents, Mishkino tents, old Northwest Airfield, Northeast Airfield, Blue Square, Triple Yellow, you know, all the old landmarks and that. Um, not a convincing hell yes, but definitely not a convincing hell no either. What do you guys reckon? In my opinion, uh, keep everything the new map except for the airfield and make Northwest Airfield uh, the Arma 2 one. That, yep. would be, yeah. that would be the best. Oh, I wouldn't mind some nostalgia. I kind of miss all the firehouses and weird places. I kind of like shit back in Northeast Airfield as well because Northeast Airfield is just trash. If there's no fucking reason to go there, is there? No, no. A couple of military containers. When you got the barracks just up the hill, um, you know, the little hidden ones, um, it's it's barely worth exposing yourself by running out in the open like that to get a couple of military containers. It's it's a it's a joke of a it, it's probably the saddest location on the map. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it, gl it, I'm glad you people agree as well, because I said this <laughs> on the podcast months ago and people are like, oh, yeah, but it's so close to the coast. And I'm sure the devs don't want people just running straight off the coast and going straight there and getting a, a fully kitted M4 and stuff. And I was like, no, nah, it's fucking it's dead. That's why anytime I mean, just... I've, I've always rebuilt it. Anytime we've had a server that's, you know, I've always custom mapped it because and just added things it to one. it. Like, it doesn't matter if it's close to the coast. You just make it tier one. Make it tier one and put a shit ton of military spawns there. People can go there and grab an SG, an SG5 or a fucking couple of FNXs. 
Like it, it's more about the experience. You don't want to run to something that is marked on the map as a large area. You know, it's a fucking airstrip, and just find that it's it's a shithole. Like because there is a um mod on the um. <clears throat> Did I link it? No, I didn't. Uh, give me one second. Um, I should have linked it, but being the professional that I am, I didn't. There is a mod where someone is doing um the old school map, but it is um like uh dab. You need to reach out to whoever um um has made it and show them your um uh, your Daisy map editor tool, um uh, because mate, oh my fucking god. Um, some of the buildings are just an absolute fucking nightmare. The 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 way they've been laid out, it's probably easier if I open up Steam actually. I mean, the, I the, was original, just thinking Chern that. the original Chernerus map is part of the AD, A, uh, ADPL SA assets, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's I think they only released the assets. I don't think they actually released the map itself. Oh, fuck. It'd be worth looking it into. Yeah, because if they have, it's not that big of a job to actually convert it, is it? Like it? You no, it wouldn't like, be too bad. Not really. Like, like maybe six hours work. Yeah, uh, would all the loot spawn correctly though? I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a different honest, story completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah the hard, the hardest part would be getting your your config protos um, all set up and everything, which um, you have a whole modding it... community supporting <sighs> you though. So I mean, it wouldn't be impossible. Harder yeah. things have been accomplished. Have you got have you got support for exporting um, well positions or model to well positions for um, placing loot in in un yep. done yep. buildings in in editor? How do yeah, you do that? we uh, we have a loot spawn editor actually that makes it so you can like you basically load your building up and it takes yeah. you to zero zero in the world and you can just place a whole bunch of cylinders where you want your loot to spawn and then you pull out of it and it uh, it actually puts it, it copies it to your clipboard. It's kind of basic but it works. And the problem yeah. with it. The whole, the whole spiel on why it's such a pain in the ass is there's a weird rotation that happens on the buildings when you actually edit when you edit them. I don't know why the fuck they just decided to do this in CE, but we had to like compensate for that in the editor, and that was like a real pain in the ass. But it, it does work pretty well. Okay. So yeah, here's the uh, mod here. Um, Chernerus Classic, it's called. Um, last updated, uh, 3rd of September 2020. Um, and some of the buildings are, you know, you walk in them and you have to crouch to be able to walk through a house because it's just half buried in the ground and you know it hasn't been um, given the the, you know, the spit and polish touch that it needs. But it was I was looking back at some of my old videos, Erno, um, and it just kind of made me think, you know, oh crap! And they'll put that up and then someone said there's actually a mod out there and they they are a server out there running it, but that server's gone. But it got me searching and then I found this mod. Um, you need to run Armour 2 trees with it as well. Um, and, yeah, it's got a lot of the old locations in it. It, it was quite the um, shock it's to find funny it. That you said that. It's funny that you said that because something interesting that I noticed, DayZ is actually bigger than Arma 2, like physically. I'll show you what I mean by that here. I'm actually – it's funny. I'm already um, – I'm in the game right now, so I'll share my screen. But uh, Wait, you, mean the, you mean the map itself? Or literally, the game is scaled bigger. Oh, I think it's funny! I think it's funny. So that ex that explains why the doors are smaller in um in the mouse than they should be. Exactly. Yeah, I'm actually right up here. This is probably my favorite example of it because the building didn't scale properly. But if I put my player right here, right, look at the size of the door compared to my player. Oh, yeah. 
it's like the game is physically like players are physically bigger i'm pretty sure if i put my old arma 2 character here he would scale probably you know proper height to the door probably this this would probably be head level and i'd be looking up at my own character who's just massive compared to this freaking building it's kind of funny i don't know it's like some some weird cork about how like how infusion and rv kind of came over i guess like i get i don't know some scaling value is wrong but this one didn't carry over properly it's kind of interesting he's it's, it is. It's probably it's probably something like it used to use two meters, and now it uses one point eight, or vice versa, or something like something that. like that. Yeah, they might have just rounded at some point. Yeah, but that I mean that theoretically means that in a future content update for the mouse, you could fix the scaling issue on the buildings. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure how easy it is to actually fix that. I don't do any. I don't do many map edits. No, no, I've never, I've never touched um, WRPs or anything like that. I'm just working on the Gauss rifle in the background. I got a new feature for it. Yeah. Works. Uh, you can see the. You know how it has like a range finder in it. Yeah. Right now it shows instead of the range, it shows the time to impact. So 0.4 seconds for a bullet to get from here to there from a Gauss rifle. Oh, nice. Nice. Kind of working on that in the background. Um, <clears throat> and Asmond again with the boss level tweet. Um, <clears throat> this guy is just fucking amazing. The uh, sharing all of the lore from um, Armor Two Namol's Crisis campaign. Click to see spoilers. It's just the the work this guy does behind the scenes, and he will not allow um, anyone to monetize his stuff. And you know, he I've offered to buy him a fucking mug or something, you know, to say thank you because, you know, I've said it a few times. He designed the uh, logo for the Daisy podcast, but he just won't accept anything. He just does this all out of the pure kindness and goodness of his heart. He's an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. I agree. 100% agree. Oh, is this the guy that does the Daisy tips? Yes, yep. those those yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Collates all the information. The and website. What he what he puts in in one sheet, you know, takes um, people you know five to ten minutes, or if not more, in a video to explain. Um, yet you yeah. can just look at this one image, and it's got everything in it. And then he's gone and done this, where he's just you know, collated all the Namolsk lore and an amazing. If someone could link him, in, uh, oh, pardon me, yawning. If someone could link his Twitter account as well and his um, Imgur site, which has got all of his uh, tips as well, would be fantastic. He's an absolute legend. I'm a huge fan of the guy. He even has a YouTube channel, but he just never uploads to it. <laughs> um, I say it every week on the podcast, and it gets to the point where I'm actually almost kind of sick of saying it. But he's he's such a nice guy, and it and, I, and I, I'm with you, Boydie, in that it it kind of annoys me that he won't. He's so nice and so humble that he won't accept anything. Yeah. He won't accept, you know, he won't give anyone any donation link or something so someone can drop him a fiver or, you know, nothing. Because he is literally all about like, right, I'm doing this for free for fun in my spare time to, you know, to make put something positive into the world. And he won't take anything for that. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Dr. Xbomb is saying in chat, you need to lower the gorse rifle recoil. We need to see the money shot. Yeah, I know. I've I've heard the, I've heard the feedback. I'm I'm thinking of solutions for that one. <laughs> I was talking to Smoke about that the other day. Okay. Um the the big topic of the week, the issue with PayPal donations. So, a guy by the name of AWOLG um dropped 
allegedly around $65,000 across a bunch of Twitch streamers. Um, and it's that much total. Uh, I, oh, this tweet is unavailable. Okay, he's removed the tweet. That's interesting. I know that he, he was donating like four or five grand here and a couple of grand there to half a dozen or so people, but I didn't realize it was like in in, in the literally tens of thousands. Did he charge it back? Yeah, does he back charge and then you have to pay? No. The... Now, no, I linked, I did link to a, stuff. yeah, it was um, update from Vertigo Gaming. Now, let me, you know, I think this is an audio. All right, so just an update on the PayPal donation chargeback situation. Uh, spoke to, to PayPal, and they have admitted that they refunded the money, not AWOL. So um, I deleted the, the tweet I put out earlier. Uh, I wasn't angry when I tweeted those. Um, I was just like, oh, man, it's too good to be true, you know? Um, but I spoke to AWOL, and um, he's super chill about the whole situation. He's helped me out um, with communication and... Uh, yeah, apparently when you send that much money, uh, through that many donations, that sends a red flag to PayPal that it is a risky transaction. So they canceled it. Uh, it's very weird. Uh, I'm currently going to be talking to them about the, the, the chargeback fee situation. Hopefully I sort that out sooner rather than later, but, uh, yeah, it's all cleared up now pretty much. And, uh, shout out to AWOL again, mate. Sorry for the misunderstanding and, uh, yeah, thanks for the help. What I don't right, so get from that is that PayPal made the decision to reverse the transactions and then penalise the people the transactions were made to. That is the stupidest yeah. fucking thing I've ever heard. I, I get why they did it originally. Like I said, it's basically to try and essentially fight fraud because as when PayPal sees yeah. that, if, I mean, I, I can imagine this guy probably does donate occasionally to people and it's probably a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. Maybe he's been quite lucky and come into some money recently and thought, fuck it, let's spread the wealth a little bit more. And PayPal have looked at that and gone, well, fuck me, this guy doesn't usually donate this much in any given amount of time. I reckon he's had his account hacked. So they've gone, nah, stop that. But like you say, the fact that they've then essentially, for all intents and purposes, like you say, penalised the people like Vertigo that were being donated to, who had, who were, you know, innocent bystanders for all intents and purposes in in the situation, is is definitely is definitely a bit on the on the dodgy side from on PayPal's it's, end. It's it's most likely because um, on the balance of situations where this happens, both parties are involved in whatever the fraud is. So the their their system will most likely flag it up on both ends, and then it will get looked at. But situations like this that are an honest mistake will almost like PayPal will almost always do the right thing in these situations, um, and it, it's just a case of getting through the bureaucracy and their automated systems as well. And it sounds like um, it sounds like the guy that was donated to has 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 done that he's begun that process and paypal have admitted you know it's our fuck up so yes i think one that's of those things you've you've got to be aware of and to be honest if you're going to donate a massive amount of money um to someone it's probably even best to call paypal in advance to let them know that you're going to be making a massive payment 
um, just to kind of head things off and explain, you know, this is the situation, this is why we're doing this, and then they can yeah. they can pre-authorize that transaction in their system. Because I, I did see that PayPal um, did reply to him on um, one of the tweets asking him to DM them. Um, we did reach out to him and, you know, say, uh, before we found out the uh, Vertigo was uh, the only one I'm aware of who's actually uh, confirmed what AWOL was saying. But, man, some people were fucking nasty to him in comments. You know, I, I tweeted out at the beginning. I was like, just calm down and take a deep breath. The guy isn't ducking and weaving because people were saying, you know, oh, you got Dad's credit card, did you? And Dad's cancelled it and all the rest of it. But um, there was a tweet from him somewhere that said, you know, it was about $65,000 in total that he tweeted. Then you can see it happened again here on January 20th to someone called Speckle, um, $7,500 in donations. So, I mean, the guy's got some serious fuck you money if he's donating that much to people. But, yeah, I, I just... I was say, yeah. Yeah, My it's... volunteer is tribute. Speak to PayPal first, but if you want to donate to me, I won't <laughs> argue. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, it did cause a bit of a kerfuffle and um, probably the one who stood out to me the most was the running man was really chill about it. A few other people, you know, Vertigo and a couple of others that it happened to, got a bit upset, which is understandable. You know, chargebacks and hundreds of pounds and hundreds of dollars in um, money that they probably can't um, afford to um, spare coming out of their account suddenly and they may have other bills and that coming out of it. But yeah, uh, the running man was actually really, really chill about it. So shout out to him. Um, Foxy's saying I don't think um, TRMZ ever got refunded um, so his, uh, yeah, I don't his chargebacks did. his chargebacks did. didn't get refunded that was well I think TRMZ only got a couple hundred dollars if, if I recall because I think I was watching a stream when it happened I think he only got a couple hundred so I can I'd be wouldn't be surprised if like one of the smaller ones wouldn't get charged back in that situation I'm glad, though, that PayPal seemed to have kind of taken ownership a little bit of that as well, though. They've admitted that, whether it be privately or through public tweets or whatever, they've admitted that it was their, their fuck-up, essentially. I think moving forward for them, the best thing I think that they should be doing now is refunding those people that have had chargeback fees, those streamers that were being donated to, who, you know, whose fault it, it wasn't any anywhere near their fault. You know, they were just doing what they're doing and someone was kind enough to give you know give them a bit of money and they've unfortunately had the shit end of the stick as a result of it so yeah i think i think paypal i think the right thing for them to do would be to would be to just to refund those chargeback fees apologize and then everyone learn from the situation and move forward yeah, i agree yeah, it almost sounds like I paypal's mean, policy it, is just kicking hard there too like it's just automated yeah and it, it's most it's most likely Mickey Mouse money in in the in PayPal system. In i.e., yeah. they just they just set the account to minus two hundred or whatever, um, and it's it's just a case of them pushing a button to do it. Like I don't think yeah. I, I could be wrong, um, but I don't think they've been charging people's payment sources um, for the chargeback fees. I don't think people yep. have actually lost any money. It's just this their account has gone has been adjusted by that that amount. Um, that's that's happened to me in the past with uh, with PayPal stuff, um, and it's it's one phone call away from sorting it. Yeah, I mean, you you look at PayPal, you know, you look at, and and with uh, AWOL as well. If it's let's use the the figure sixty five grand compared to PayPal, which is a billion dollar company with oh, a, yeah. with, with a B, I might add. You know, uh, that's T. Is it a T now? Is it? Well, yeah. there you go. Even, with the even amount better. of money that goes through their systems, 
yeah, they transact in like literally trillions, daft amounts. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, yeah they, like I say, they're not sh- they're not short of a couple hundred dollars here or there to uh, you know just to just to correct the books and write the boat a little bit. Um, Foxy's just shared in um, uh, the uh, team podcast agenda channel a um, couple of tweets from the Running Man. Um, so I've had the same dude. I've been wondering when they refund. I believe you still pay the PayPal fees, mate. I'll um, have I'd have a look into it and maybe give PayPal a call to see if they will do anything too. I will if it happens in the morning. Starter plays. Um, who would happen to? Someone said in chat about four thousand pounds. Yeah, not sure how much PayPal fees yet. Haven't really checked. I kind of knew it wasn't real. It's about $25 on a $500 tip. Um, and then the running man on the 19th. I've not had the refunds yet, though I'm expecting them. I don't know. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, though. I once paid $45 in Streamlabs chargebacks for one $10 and two $2 tips. I turned off card donos after that. I guess it's for the buzz in the stream. I don't know. Um, and Anarchy, yeah, I figured as much just to look impressive for those few minutes dumb. Um, so I, I will say with with all of the criticism that people give PayPal, and I see there's a lot of the the, the tweet responses that are saying, "Oh, PayPal are scammers, they're twats, and all this sort of shit." It is nothing compared to the credit card companies like Visa and and Mastercard. That's true. Yeah, it, yeah. it's Capital it, One. Yeah, uh, yeah. PayPal is is incredibly consumer friendly. Um, yep. With regards to their, their payment structure and, and mm. security and things like that, um, there's a reason why they're, they're kind of the gold standard for for electronic transfers. Now, I found a um, video when I was uh, looking on YouTube. Um, the OG Richard Cranium YouTube. He also streams, but now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, um, it was one of the. Most cleverly, I won't play it because there's um he has a lot of music playing in the background. Um, but if you ever want to give someone a quick guide to surviving, um, the start of Daisy, then this is a damn good video. It's well edited, as you saw there by the you know sitting down at the computer and then zooming out, and he's he's definitely got the editing skills. Um, but he goes through pretty much the basics of how to play Daisy from crafting and using rags to make it a ghillie suit. I think he skipped over a few things like medical and things like that, but the basics of, you know, basically from spawning in to, yeah, he covered um, making a ghillie suit because he was talking about burlap sacks and stuff like that. It was just one of the most clever videos I've seen done in quite some time, and I wanted to give it a shout out. Little guys like that are great because Daisy is such a complex fucking game, isn't it, Dab? Oh, yeah. No, there's so many little quirks inside of it. You can never really... It's almost, it's almost impossible to know all of them, unless you're Adam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a steep learning curve for Daisy. If you've never played it, don't know nothing about it, never watched a streamer play it, you would log in and go, literally, what the fuck am I meant to be doing here? Um, it would be nigh on impossible to work out um, what you're meant to be doing. So this is a, a really good little guide um from a small channel so definitely worth um sharing folks the amount um, of times i hear people with you know like five thousand hours say oh i didn't know you could do that is yeah insane mate i i still find things every now and then that i didn't know you could do and you now i've got seven thousand eight thousand hours i think all up now um, Keegan posted a uh, tweet, and I'm glad we've got a couple of uh, modding geniuses here because I have no idea what the fuck he is talking about with this. He's talking about a call <laughs> extension mod. What are their phones in Daisy now? 
Um, he said, I got bored and rewrote the DayZ call extension mod I made two years ago. I got a cease and desist from BI for releasing it back then. Still upset about that one. We'll be describing it in more detail on my website sometime in the next week and a YouTube video. Did any of you, do you, any of you uh, know a, what the fuck oh, he's talking about? No, it's a uh, DLL is, is injection. DLL? Yeah, DLLs, yeah. yeah. You can't, yeah. The reason why they ceased and deceased him was because it's a breach of BI's uh, uh, TOS. So what it is, back in Arma, um, you used to be able to write code in the game that was not actually, like, in, SQF. like, RV script. It was actually, like, a, it was, um, you could write a DLL, which is, like, just a little package of code from a different language. You could use C Sharp or C++. And then you could call it from Arma and then bring that logic in. And they removed that ability um, in Daisy completely. <clears throat> and people were using uh, DLL injection illegally to do that. Um, and they BI does not like that, which I can understand so, why they cease and desist them. So Dino's, Dino's Bino, um, an amazing modder, by the way, guys. Anyone who doesn't know um, his DBO mods, fantastic. Um, he raises the point that the original DayZ mod would not have existed without um, call extension because the way that um, DayZ's database system worked, um, it used something called Hivext, um, which was essentially how it wrote to an SQL database to store position of loot, uh, player stats, everything like that um, on, the, uh, on the server. Um, so that when you log into the server, you have your character with, you know, uh, your your inventory and everything like that. Um, and I personally made use of call extension. I rewrote the database backend for Daisy Mod uh, when I used to run um, Epoch servers uh, to use something called Ext, uh, XDB. I don't know if uh, Dab remembers mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, you you could get massive performance increases um, by writing custom solutions um that use call extension and it's a shame today that we, we we can't do that and to be honest if you did have call extension support you could probably get rid of daisy's sort of shitty hive system and have a database that you can actually edit and um you know it opens up possibilities for things like hiving servers where you can have multiple servers with a shared player database and things like that by the scary you know, thing for me i store load functions it's... i agree 100 percent. i'm all for like open it up and let everybody you know get their paws in there and i want to mod everything that i possibly can but at the same time with how opened up uh infusion and enforces already is i feel like call extension could possibly open up a lot of security vulnerabilities oh christ yeah yeah, uh, I, Which, I would I would never do it on a public server. Um, yeah, it would be kind of. Like, uh... <laughs> from from our cool. point of view, as as like whitelisted servers that have control of our player base, I I wouldn't be concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was running the wall, if I was modern, or if I was fucking sanguine and day one, there's there's no way in hell I would ever touch anything like that. Is he going to get in trouble for doing this? Y yes and no. Uh, they can't stop him um they, they they're not gonna they wouldn't win in court depends if the dmca laws pass i think they can actually i think you can actually get in trouble if those laws go through if he's in if he's in the eu there are um he's in the us he actually lives in the same state as me oh he's in the us well, yeah in that case he's fucked, he um, fucked. <laughs> if he was in the eu if it was an eu guy um there are specific provisions in the law that state that you can reverse engineer and you can uh, make modifications and you can do pretty much whatever you want to enable um, 
what, what's the what's the exact term? It's something like third party um, third party integration. So you're you're allowed to modify something to the extent that is required to enable it to work with a third party product. Um, so legally speaking, if they were in the EU, there's there's no issues. Um, if he's in the US, then yeah, it's like like Dab says with regards to changes in. I still think I still think like he's that. fine as long as he doesn't have malicious intent. I wouldn't imagine that BI is actually going to go after him anyway. No. I mean, but if he does continue to like, I mean, if he, I assume if he does continue to actually try to push it and be like, hey, I made this call extension mod. Here you go. Please use it. And then BI takes it down again, and then he puts it back up, and he keeps evading him. Then it seems like a hack, anti-hack situation, and then I can see yeah. BI going after him. I do like DeWan's reply. BI logic, oh, what is this? An entire forum where users clearly violate terms of service and sell mods of stolen content? All good. Oh, wait, what? You are injecting code base with what? Say what now? You say it's server-side? That's even worse. Re-unacceptable. Take this cease and desist. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a point as well. If, if, if this is If it's server-side... That that sort of allays a lot of the security concerns because it means that people are not. It, it's not as possible to use it for 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 cheating purposes. Um, yeah, exactly. It, 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 as long as you limit the scope of something like that um, to 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 a, a smaller user base and one that is more controlled, i.e., server owners. Um, yeah, I, I can't really see that that causing widespread problems. And it's important because it will allow so many things. Like we don't have, we were promised the hive tools so that we can run uh, our own private private hives with multiple servers linked to um, a shared database uh, years ago, and it's never materialized. Um, so like, for example, you can't have a character that is shared between day one number one and number two and number three mm -hmm. and when you switch servers you're you're on a fresh character and it sucks um whereas if you're on public you can you know hop servers all you want um who remembers the chainsaw <laughs> bit before my time i think unfortunately but i do was remember it... seeing uh youtube was videos it... and stuff back was in it the ever day in vanilla or was it was it just eating? yeah no, it was in a. Oh, sorry. Um, Armor Two. Don't know. Don't know. Oh, it was actually in standalone. I had no idea. Yeah. Yep. Um, I loved it. It was a one-hit kill. Um, even when you didn't have um a spark plug and bloody fuel in it, um, you could one-hit kill someone just by running up and um hitting them with the. You saw someone with a chainsaw. You would just know what the fuck. Get away from me. Um, yeah, still in the game right now, actually. Okay. Then when you actually yeah, turned it on. Two hundred and three hundred. I'll turn it off. He's got music playing, but yeah, Fubar Bundy did a great video with it. But do you reckon we'll ever get it back? It's, it's you know little things like that that I miss in Daisy. Uh, <laughs> runs off nine volt batteries. <laughs> runs off nine volt. already have it. It does. Here, wait, I'll show you. Have any game right now? There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of content in the game that could be very 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 quickly fixed. Things like the org. Things like the grozer. Um, Red nine. There's there's a ton of of content that doesn't require a lot of a lot of updates um, to get it going. But we can't do shit because the models are binarized. Um, sometimes it's as simple as changing a selection or a bone name or moving a proxy, um, and and we're kind of hamstrung by the fact that we can't fuck with shit like that. But it would take BI half an hour to get the models into you know a workable state. 
Mm-hmm. And that that's frustrating. That's very frustrating. From what I understand, the biggest thing is um, the custom animations, isn't it? The because they like to have a, the yeah. proper loading animation and mag change animations, and yeah, that's the big delay yeah, for a I lot mean, of this, this stuff. This, there's things like like Blodders just mentioned. There's there's things like there's different textures for the reflective vest. There's a bottle of um, dextroamphetamine that it works. You can you can enable it now in game, like as a th- as a third party server owner. Um, but it's not in the base game, and it's mm-hmm. just it's frustrating that stuff like that just hasn't been been done. Like just just take take that half an hour and just just put it in. See, the thing for me, I, I look at something like that and I think it's cool. Like, it would be cool to have a chainsaw. And from a content creation perspective, seeing someone like Sarah Moore, like Uncle Ray Ray, for example, on a server and they get their hands on a chainsaw, you know, as someone who loves watching those videos and, and, and watching those streams, I would love that. But at the same time, I look at it from a perspective of, but other than that, what would be the point? As far as the functionality of it, even if it worked absolutely perfectly, they did custom animations, everything, at the end of the day, it's literally going to be no different than a fire axe, for example, or a splitting axe, because people are, it's, you know, theoretically, it's chainsaws are designed for cutting down trees and things. Obviously, people can, you know, use them for other various purposes. Like we say, we can one hit kill people or whatever else. But I would look at that and think, from a, from bohemia's perspective perhaps is that we've already got items in the game the axes that do and the hatchets that do the exact same thing this is going to do why would why would they want to put in that extra work maybe it's not even that much work but it's extra either way why would they want to put that much effort and work into getting something like a chainsaw going when you know like say they've already got items such as the axes that will do the serve the same purpose it's just it's a it's, it's a thing that they adds- don't have but it's it's a thing that adds like so it's one of those um for right. those who remember it it was one of the most scary fucking sounds to hear as a freshie in town it you could hear a gunshot it didn't scare you heard a motherfucker start a chainsaw near you you fucking shit a brick it is just one of those it adds so much to the game yeah you know, you'd need to make it relatively rare um, because it was so overpowered, and it should be, you know, fucking someone hits you with a chainsaw, you're going to get fucked up. But it was just, yeah. Um, and I do see people saying there's some servers, Aftermath, are using it for raiding. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be really good kind of kind of a thing to have on, like, the content creator server, just to have, for the sake of content, just to yeah. have people running around chainsawing. Mate, if you could... If you could, oh my god, the wet dreams I would have seeing Ray Ray fucking if he got his hands on one of those, I think he'd fucking pass out with excitement. His boner would go straight through his fucking desk. I'm, I'm gonna do what I always do and make the argument for RP servers. Um, anything that adds, um, anything that adds stuff for people to do. Um, you know, we have we have traders that you know they they sell tools to people, and I mean I use the term sell very. Uh, very loosely you know you'll walk up with a roll of duct tape and you'll get you know like a hatchet or something like that it's not it's not based on money it's based Mm. on that rp interaction and anything that you can add to the game that is something that people can experiment with like i added a dyeing system um the other day where you can find buckets um and little bottles of dye and uh you take take your clothing you can dye it and get the, the correct color scheme that you want for for your character um a chainsaw you know you could have someone rping as a lumberjack that goes around and and helps people build their bases by cutting down trees 
and it's like you know do you want do you want these quality logs that i'm i'm making you know because i've got a chainsaw or do you want to hack away with an axe and, and yeah it, you know kind of janky like and it's it's not something that's necessarily mechanical um but it's something that people can use to drive their stories forward um and stuff like that it's i'll always vote for for more content and more variety for that purpose i think mm -hmm. it would be good like like you said for like with the use of uh, rp servers and you said they're specifically about having someone rp as a lumberjack i think it would mm. be good as part of a a server mod for example that is specific to that rp server and have it where perhaps the axes you know they they give you x amount of uh wooden logs for for base building and planks and stuff that are in what uh, you know maybe they're worn or damaged whereas if you use you know a much rarer thing such as the chainsaw it not only do you cut down that tree quicker but perhaps the the logs and the planks are then you know there's more of them and in better condition for example so you yeah. could i think it would work better like that but i think just putting it in the game for the sake of them going right we've added this new item go and have fun i think i like to say because we've got the axes seems almost pointless I say you made very good arguments. I think absolutely we should. I'm all for new additions to the game, but I think especially this year where they're concentrating more on the on the health of the game rather than the additions to the game, I think it, this year at least it wouldn't be wouldn't be the ideal time to to for them to look into doing that. I think it makes a one, great one uh, thing... base rating tool. Yeah, because there is still some yeah. elements of um having to fuel it and having to keep the blade sharp and get a spark plug for it and stuff like that. So. I mean, one, one thing that, that concerns me, and I know this is a bit tinfoil hatty, um, but I do wonder whether or not a lot of the stuff that can be very, very easily and quickly put into the game is specifically not being very quickly and very easily put into the game so that they can kind of drip feed um, new content that, that's already been created. And that No, no, that's not the case. I know for a fact they don't have enough manpower to just to to do that. They have there's there's like a lot of things going so on def internally. Definitely but they, just just tinfoil hat then. Yeah, just it's it's a case of like they just don't have enough people to really execute on a lot of the stuff that they want to do. I don't want to give any details away from BX, but like they yeah I know yeah they they're actively trying to hire people um for positions working on Daisy, but it's mainly just positions to to sort of bug fix and sort of and and kind of maintain stability. Yeah. and maintain the game they they want to they want the game to keep on growing and they want to keep adding features but they don't want to make any like groundbreaking changes or anything like that to the game mm -hmm. as Bloodsters says again i think it ultimately depends on how you view the game should be played if you think the game should only be played to loot and kill then so be it if you feel as though the game can be more of a sandbox for not just looting and killing but role-playing and creating interesting content stories etc then these additions begin to mean different things so yeah um now, I wanted to, um, uh, I had to add it at the bottom because I maxed out the amount of characters you could have in a single comment. Um, but Helkiana put a tweet up um, where she said about um, what we talked a bit about earlier um, with paid mods, but uh, more and more paid for mods show up in Workshop uh, for DayZ. It's sad to see this trend. I understand it's expensive to make mods, but it shouldn't be a business. I don't agree um with that in its premise in that i don't see an issue with people being able to make a quid but i think it came down to in the discussions the quality of some of those mods is pretty shit um people are just doing it to make a buck and not because they're passionate and making a buck as well um but then you and i got into a bit of a tete-a-tete -tete as well erno mm -hmm. it was over, short. over um 
almost as sad for me as all the mods that are locked to a particular server that can't be used by anyone else. So we'll stick with um, Helkiana's point first. Anyone got any comments on that? About the paid yeah. mods? Uh, I think I think Helkiana is... For, for a lot of us, doing what we do on Daisy is not... It, it's almost... We, we almost treat it kind of religiously. Yeah. Um, I've I've been working with Armour 2 and Daisy for eight, nine years now. And I'm very, very strict about the fact that what I do is is done, like, kind of for the greater good, almost. Um, and I kind of treat it like a duty, not as something that I do for... Kind of fun, um, but see that that's that's your personal perspective, and if that's the way you want to it be, is. more fucking credit to you. And you're exactly the sort of person I love. Um, you know, a, a guy who I um uh, work with, um, Dumpgra. Um, when I say work with, I don't do any fucking coding or modding. I can't fucking code or mod to save myself. I can barely understand JSON and XML, let alone the shit you guys do with C plus plus and D plus plus and fucking f plus you can, plus. Give, you can give people ideas and yeah. you can you can come up with the with the, the the seeds that essentially then someone like me just has to go and make happen yeah definitely. and that happens a lot with us like our players suggest things like somebody the other day literally just said can you make it so that flagpoles cut down bushes um and i was like yeah and i just went and did it um and i was like okay um but it's like <clears throat> you it depends on why you get into modding in the first place. And mm. I think a lot a lot of the history of armor development is people that have done stuff because out of love, not because they see it as a way of making money. And I think Helkiana is concerned that the modding community, people are, the more people that start making releasing mods to make money, um That's a valid point. Stop doing it for love. And more and more people will just see it as a way of 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 making bank. That's a valid and point. They won't they won't do things for the right reasons. They'll do things yeah. because they think that it will make people happy and make people give them money, which might then have a negative impact on the Daisy community. As and well. there'll be people if who every... see that someone good is making you know maybe some pretty serious coin, you know, enough to get a full time living out of it, and think I can come in and do fucking one percent of the quality they do and earn myself some coin as well. And maybe it's fuck e again. It's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. So, like for example, with server with server owners as well. If you see that a bunch of other servers are making a shit ton of money from by by selling, you know, AS fifties. It's not AS fifties these days. It's M one oh sevens. But selling big guns to people, then sooner or later, every server will be doing that to try and make money. And that's that not allowed, is it? Um, with BR, it depends on if you get monetization. Uh, no, 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 no. You can't. Yeah, no. you can't have any like physical advantage over other people based on money. Yeah. Even if you can monetize, yeah. it has to be completely cosmetic. Yeah, right. unmonetized, okay. and and yeah, you cannot do that. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, sell, the like, in -game the thing is, right, but it's happening, and we know it's happening, and they're not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, this this is it. It's happening, and if it if it becomes a point where everyone is doing it, then BI can't stop them. They, they 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 cannot stop. They them. totally can. They just need to put in a little bit of the. They need to put in a bit more of the backbone. And I I agree. I think they need to be a bit more vigilant on some of the servers that are doing that. 
and yeah. actually start cracking down on that more. I know. I think I, they're starting doing that. I mean, I we, we talked about this yeah. in the podcast a couple of months back. We've, um, you know, in particular, apparently it's a big issue with South American servers. These scam servers yeah. that are coming up and getting people to donate and they, you know, create stuff and all the rest of it. And then all of a sudden the server disappears after it's raked in a few thousand dollars and another server pops up with the exact same model. It's almost like a fucking yeah, pyramid they, scheme they of Daisy yeah, servers. And it's, it's sad that it's happening because it'll turn people away from the game. And it, it does it does make me angry. You can probably tell I'm, yeah. Yeah, I understand. It happens on almost every game or platform or even in hmm. real life. If you try to sell something, you know, it's just, this is how this is how things go sometimes. There's and always it, scammers. It sucks, I agree. Yeah. yeah the I'm more not, and I'm... more acceptable it becomes to start selling things, the more and more people will do it to the point where it becomes the norm. And I think that's what Helkiana's upset about because I know that she feels very similar to me that the reason that she creates things is because she wants people to have a good time and she doesn't care whether or not... It's almost like she's not trying to please people. She's trying to do what she thinks is right and that people will enjoy. And and that's it, almost it, the mentality it, you have to have when you mod because there's you yes. can't really please i mean with the daisy community especially i've seen some people who are just really upset with some of like the, the best things that i've seen have come to the daisy community ever like you can't please everyone but like just no. i mean tra tra traders cool, traders is a classic example traders is a classic example there are people who fucking you mentioned the word trader and daisy uh, ai trader that is and they're fucking how dare you i'm gonna fucking pitchfork and burn you but I can still look at them technically. Like Dewan's trader is the most amazing fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, in Daisy, well, one of the most amazing fucking things. Um, seen a lot of amazing shit, but yeah, it's just brilliant what he's done with that uh, trader. It's you know, it, I'm not a huge fan of AI traders, but I can still look at it and go, "That's some fucking amazing shit right there." Yeah, and I'd, and I'd like to point out as well that Doctor Jones trader mod, if I'm not mistaken, and I could well be. But until Adam released Namask, that trader mod was the most subscribed, or one or at least in the top five most subscribed uh, mods on the Steam Workshop for DayZ. Yep, it is. So yeah. that so that just shows that granted hmm. you have people that don't like them, and uh, to each their own. You know, whatever you like, you go and do more power yeah. to you. But it just shows there is a there is a need for it. You know, there it is that sort of there is that demand you know and and at the end of the day that's you know that's what modding is essentially I, isn't it you make something feel, for people that want it i feel subscriber counts are almost a passive demand though because ultimately it's up to the server what what mods they run yeah that's and true. there's a player base you know on every server and you know not everyone that plays on day one will like the mods that they've got on the server but they'll still play on the server because on the balance the server experience is good so you can't just look at a subscriber account and go, oh... I'm subscribed to Trader Mod, but I it don't play on servers that have the server. Exactly, yeah. It'd be good um, to know and, how many servers are using it as opposed to how many people have it downloaded would be very interesting. Yeah. yeah well, Steam just or tracks like one-time subscriptions. So if you want to install it, it's going <gasps> to... That number doesn't decrease if you want to oh, install it. Oh, there you it. go. Like, obviously, like, CF is the most installed mod in the workshop, too. Like, doesn't yeah. mean... That Everybody still has yeah, one. See, computer, so. it, it goes, it goes. CF, Code Lock, Trader, Vanilla Plus Plus Map, Builder Items, COT, Mass, 
unlimited stamina, monk hearts, squad MSFC, etc., etc. Yeah, like Namalsk still hasn't really gotten close to that. Like, I'm all, what is it, like 200,000 subscribers right now, which is insane because it came out like yeah. a month ago. It's ridiculous, but it's not, it like those are over like a million right now, like most of the yeah. top subscribed. I, yeah. I, I kind of, there, there's I, just a ton of people that have played it. I go back as well, thinking of with uh, Dr. Jones Trader Mod, talking about how many people use it, or and you say it'd be interesting to see how many servers actually make use of it. You know, it was only what a year, maybe maybe two years at the most ago, that the the guy, Doctor Jones, who made it, went on holiday for for a couple of yeah. weeks. Bohemia updated Daisy. Never Daisy got an update. Yeah, he went on holiday or vacation for for those of you that use that word. It's yeah, you know, he he went away, didn't have access to a computer. Daisy Fix your fucking mod. And holy shit, mod. the comment section. Of, of that mod on the workshop and the amount of shit on Twitter and in various different uh, server discords and things, just like it should, the, the volume, the sheer volume of people, you know, saying, fuck's sake, like, you know, it's updated and now the mod's broken. And, and it wasn't his fault in the slightest, you know, and it goes mm. back, I think it goes back to that, you know, the devs having, um, you know, having that better communication in a sense with, with, with modders and saying, look, we're going to, we're going to release on this day. Here's what we're releasing. Doing that would have meant that you know maybe he wouldn't have cancelled his, his his holiday, but at least he might have had been able to put something in place, some sort of back you know backstop in place to to cover his own ass mm. once that had happened. You know, it, it should that happen if he knows three days into my vacation the game's going to update and my my very popular mod is going to suddenly become completely worthless. There's there's a very annoying limitation to the workshop that even if you're a contributor on a mod, if you're not the one who originally uploaded it, you cannot update that mod. Um, it's actually, I've yeah, originally... I'm talking to Chris right now about updating the Gauss rifle. He's about to go to bed because I need yeah. to get it done tonight. I'm t it's the worst thing on the planet. Dude, originally we thought it was a limitation of publisher, um, but I, I don't use publisher to update uh, my mods anymore. I use uh, Steam CMD. Yeah. And it's actually a limitation of the Steam Workshop itself. So it, it's not anything that anyone other than Valve can address. But it, it's a big issue because... I think it's a security... Who... I think it's just a security feature they have, just for yeah. the sake of... And if you yeah. want to do it like that... If you're that, listed as a contributor, like, you should be able to upload, like... It should be a setting. Well, it should be a setting. Yeah. If you've got a contributor who you 110% trust, then they you should be able to turn on that they can update as well. That It's a simple yeah, dude, fix I, I, to me. I agree with that. When when the mouse came out, I freaked the fuck out because um, Mordor's was crashing on um, on the mouse, and admittedly, the mouse did just come out, so there wasn't going to be a lot of people that were you know immediately running Mordor's and you know, um, but it was I, I was aware that there was an issue, and I was like Jesus Christ, like I need to fix this shit, and I, I couldn't because I was you know waiting to get hold of um, of Jess to actually push the update, and. Um, yeah, it was just it, it. It's terrifying when you know that a mod that is used by a couple of hundred thousand people is broken. You're like those couple of hundred thousand people. Like, admittedly, it's not going to be a hundred thousand people online at the same time, but any of those people could go to play and <coughs> be fucked because of you know the fact that that this mod that I'm kind of responsible for is not is not working, and it really weighs on you as a uh, as a as a modder you know you're you're, you're not just responsible for your, for your own experience it's everyone's mm -hmm. yeah definitely 
All right, where are we at here? I'll take over from Boydie for a minute while he's uh, doing whatever on earth it is that he could be doing. Uh, so we've had uh, the next topic is about Rivet, uh, who obviously a lot of people will uh, will know from the community. Let's see if I can just bring it up in Discord for everyone to uh, to check out. Uh, basically, uh, I'll read off the the first tweet he's put here. They're all January twentieth update. Sorry for the lack of videos and streams uh, the last few weeks things have been hectic with my wife being diagnosed with cervical cancer and being in the hospital a few times we've been under stress from our insurance company not wanting to pay for exams or treatment so we've been trying to get all of that sorted out today we finally got good news that her company will let her make a one-time change to her insurance plan so she can be covered for her treatments and scans etc etc it's a huge relief to us hope to be back making content for you guys very soon uh, hope to have a video out later tonight and we'll get back to streaming here soon thank you all for the support you guys are awesome we love our community and feel like you're part of our family it's it's another one of those shitty stories isn't it that that we, we've seen unfortunately a few of those in the last well the last over a year i guess uh with uh with the pandemic and things but seems to be a lot of stories of people unfortunately becoming quite ill or having relatives that are becoming quite ill um but i think it's there's there's a silver lining in that like like he says there his wife's company are going to let her make a one-time change of insurance and things are looking up so i think i think that's what we should take from this and from stories like this is that you know it fucking sucks and and our hearts go out to rivet and his family with the you know the shit they're having to deal with for this i can't imagine what they're going through having to deal 100%. with this situation especially yeah. in the middle of a fucking global pandemic like what worse timing you know but but it's good to see that there is a you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's it's a good one you know they, they're making making positive headway in it that's really nice to hear really nice to hear i'll let you uh take over from here buddy because you've got the patreon topic of the week so I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go on that one. Well, we've actually still got something um, that we needed to talk about with the other topic. Um, uh, with the second part of the discussion was uh, where Erno and I were disagreeing on a point, and um, one of the things that uh, saddens me, and I understand why it happens, but it still saddens me, is these mods that become exclusive to a certain server. A certain server. Um, I understand there's competition, but it still saddens me that. There's so much of it, you know, where the, you, you look around and between, you know, you've got, um, you know, for example, the mod that um, Happy Bombs has for the Day Zero service that has brought back more Uncon status. You look at this amazing, and we've been covering this shed mod of yours, Erno, um, for months now, haven't we, Brim? We've been looking at it going, oh, my God, that's fucking awesome. And yeah. from our perspective, we then find out it's going to be limited to a certain server. It's like, oh, and especially, you know, you're in the um, EU I'm over here in Australia, so it's like, oh, great. I've got to pay a, uh, play a 300-ping server to be able to experience <laughs> this fucking amazing mod. So that's that's my perspective where I'm coming from with what we were talking about online, mate. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I understand. Uh, as for this this project uh, that we're working on, we, we don't know how big it will be, but I, I think... With a little bit of luck, I think we can have a server in all regions. Um, mm. And the reason why this is private um, is because 
me and the guy who made this mod, we want to keep full control of this mod uh, as to how it will be implemented. We want to give people the experience that we think it should be. Just yeah. like how Origins was on Arma 2, no one could ever do anything to the Origins files. If you wanted an, a server on Origins, uh, you just pay the, the guys who made it. They give you a server box and you can just change a few files. You you can't even you cannot even look into the the, the server-side stuff and, and all the important stuff. It's all private. No one ever had access to it. Yep. Yeah, that's a yikes from me, personally. Yeah, I mean, that's a very bad system. So it said uh, it's just a, a private mod, and we will try and put a server up on um, each each region. Yeah. And if people want it on a certain map, if enough people want it on a certain map, we'll put it on that map. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll just... We want to we want to control the experience basically, and not make sure that some Unless... other server can can get the mod and then add traders with it, which would ruin the whole balance of the mod. Uh, I'm not saying traders is bad, but for this mod it would be, uh, and then uh, it just it wouldn't work. And we would, yeah, we would just look at that and go like, well, that's that's our mod wasted. You know, that's mm. that's a shame. This this is something that I struggle with quite a lot. Um, because primarily I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Daisy modder. I don't create stuff that's to be consumed by the entire community. If I fix something, I'll typically release it, you know, like to, I'll give it to someone like Helkiana or I'll give it to, you know, the server owners so that they can implement it. If it's just a minor fix, like I made it so that you can, um, you can heal from frostbite on the mouse servers because, you know, it doesn't really make any sense on an RP server being, having your your health constantly limited when your character might oh that's a big yikes from me that's a big yikes well, i like I... it when people's hands fall off that's my favorite part <laughs> I, I i i like and i i publicly said on twitter too i remember when frostbite was first um people oh my god this is fucking what the fuck is, why am i still sick and all the rest of it yeah um and a lot of people were getting upset about it and i said no no finally there is a reason for people to have to value their character and not just That's I true. can be shot and then I'll, I'll heal from the shoot uh, from the shot. You know, it's a case of if you don't play um, the character properly and protect him from the consequences of frostbite. Finally, other than permadeath, there is a permanent penalty for not caring for your character. It it has changed. It's been fantastic for me watching so many PvP players have to move outside of their scope of just run and gun to now having to care for their character on the mosque to make sure they didn't get that 25% penalty to health from getting frostbite yeah. of their hands and stuff like that. Um, but I, I understand I, that I some you, servers may not want that. And if you want to do that, yeah. so be it. But that's one. If I found out about that, I'll be like, oh, no, this isn't for me. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, it, honestly, it depends on, on the play style of the server. And yeah. And what what you're valuing, and to be honest, on on kinship, we kind of value the story over every over anything yep. else. So we try not to let the mechanical limitations of the game impact on the story. Um, and so that that's why we made the change. Um, to be honest, if you were running a a different RP server with a different rule set, um, you could even extend that um, that that system to the point where you know if you get shot in the leg, you'll always walk with a limp. You know stuff yeah. like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, what I was saying is that we, we, I, I create stuff for kinship that is to differentiate us from the other servers that are out there. And 
I feel bad when I do it because I'm like, I've created this really cool thing. I know other people will like it, but I'm keeping it to our server because we have to differentiate ourselves. When you've got other servers out there that are, you know, they toss up carbon copies of your server and they steal your code. and hundred percent. They just, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. People, yeah. People, say, people say that <clears throat> don't look at other services competition, but. I said that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll praise my hand for that. I said that. Well, well, more people say that, but obviously it, it is competition. I don't really, I don't look at other servers daily. I never really look at them. I only look at the play, servers that I play on. Um, yeah. But indirectly, they are a competition. They I are just, trying to do what you do. I think some of these shitty of servers, players, but... I think some of the shitty servers you mentioned, Erno, are what caused the problem. The ones out there that will steal code and all the rest of it. I like to believe that ultimately we could have collaborations between some of the big communities, you know, that everyone has their, their unique little um, something about them, their combination of mods or, you know, the focus that they have more PVE as opposed to PVP and all get along and play fair together. But it's those shit cunts who are out there stealing fucking shit and the ones who um, just, you know, uh, create a um, server um, and name it fucking, you know, day one with the number one instead of uh, O-N-E yeah. or just day shit two. like that. Day two, yeah, day I, I three. and The day <laughs> one experience. <laughs> so, I understand so that, but I'm, I'm not on about that. Like, that happened to my server as well, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't even spend time on those servers because they never really take off. But I'm no. on about what, uh, what Michael said about uh, copy servers. And there's a lot of them. If you go to Chinaris mm. and you look at the most popular ones, they probably all have traders. They probably all want to try and do factions. Yeah. They, uh, they the all have the, same, they have the same, same gun packs, same yeah. rules. Yeah. And, and how are you going to be above competition or do, differentiate yourself if you're going to do the exact same thing, make it public, then they will also use it. And, well, you got the same there's, problem. There's two ways. There's two ways to differentiate yourself as a server owner. One is the way that you handle the community and the way that you curate the type of play experience that you want. So we're, we're very, very different to other, other RP servers in that we focus primarily on story over conflict to the point where most of the threats on the server to people's lives are actually done by the admin team. We actually go in, we do um, lore events um, that will put people in harm's way. They don't worry. If they run into another player, they're not worried that other player is going to rob or kill them. They're, they're facing a common threat which is provided by the by the admin team um, that is is moderated to a point where people feel threatened, but they don't feel like they're up against a, um, in invincible foe situation. Yeah, where they don't have any opportunity for the story of their own, and that's a balance that's been really tricky for us to us to develop. And we've had to ban a lot of people that don't understand. Um, what we're trying to achieve. They think you can just run up to someone and shout, put your fucking hands up and drop your shit. And, you know, those people are going to get banned immediately um, because it's not what we're trying to curate. And the other the other thing, to, way to differentiate yourself is with custom content. And the, that, that struggle to what I feel is essentially withholding content that I've created for DayZ from the wider community, the way that I, I've kind of enabled myself to rationalize this and live with it is that when when kinship is done when when we're not running the server anymore because you know we've moved on to other things or you know there's no player base or whatever like that i will release everything that i've written yeah same, same. to the mm -hmm. to the community as a whole it, yep. when i don't need it we will push that out so that everyone can benefit from it um 
and I still feel bad that I'm withholding it for the for the for the time being, but that helps me sleep a little bit, knowing that that work will not go to waste after you know we've we've completed this project that we've that we're doing and this service that we're providing to people, and then if people want to take it and run with it and use it to to build new stories and new content, then we'll be over the moon and blodders in chat. She's done, you know, I think she's done probably three, four hundred retextures. I've done, you know, a couple of hundred. <laughs> Exquisite has done a shit ton as well. Um, and all of that stuff is is going to get wrapped up and, and pushed out as, you know, clothing packs and, and weapon packs and, and shit like that. Um, and and the mechanical side of things like the dying. See the retexture packs. I've got no issue with. Yeah, you know, that that that's beautiful stuff. Um, you know, you make um clothing custom to the factions on your server and the the culture and the ethos of your server. It's more the mechanic stuff that makes me sad when you yeah. don't see that um being out there. You know, and I I, I said it on on Twitter and I I'm really sad that I'm not going to be able to um put your uh, mod on my server um here in Australia. Because it would really, you know, um, I, I'm a big fan of, you know, my ultimate dream is something like um, more doors for locking down existing structures um, and something like your mod for standalone structures that people want to build out in the um, wild and that. Because I just loved, Weird. when we when we first became aware of your mod, Erno, it was like, oh my fucking God, that is beautiful. We're working mm-hmm. on more doors for more doors, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, yep. We want to we want to put in things like garage doors, the double doors for the big houses, the you know the red and, and green houses, yeah, um, things like that. Just offer a bit uh, a lot more variety because the the mod is is fantastic. The work that that Mung uh, um, and and Court have done on it to date is is amazing, and I think it changed Daisy base building. Um, just just completely revolutionized it to the fact where you can just find a house and slap a door on it and you're done. Um, but I, I, th- there's still quite a lot of um, compromises that we want to we want to adjust it so that there's more, there's more yeah. stuff. And Mordors is one of those mods as well that you can repack. Um, any server owner can can put it on the server and do whatever the fuck they want with it because it's like it's our gift um, to the community. And you know any of the some some of the mechanical stuff that I've done, I, I toss up in the owners' Discord, and I just say, you know, if anyone wants wants to grab this, you know, go for it. And the clothing inventory fit inventory fix um, that we did to to fix that issue one point oh nine, that's you know that's up there for anyone. Um, but yeah, that's some of the some of the deeper stuff, like you know, like Erno's um, housing. Um, stuff and the dying system etc we're gonna have to use it we're gonna have to use it for that advantage to to differentiate ourselves from the servers that don't put in any any effort and the servers that don't really give a shit about their player base they're just interested in you know the status and yeah sometimes making money like and and i understand you boydy 100 percent um that's why i am really looking into uh actually the server box Right when the creator Z is done, I'm pro- I'm gonna keep that server box, which is a US East, mm-hmm. uh, and start the first server there, then look into EU and then uh, Australia. But yeah, Australia is a funny Australia is a funny market, mate. I'd probably go with um, the US one first. Um, if you put it somewhere like Texas or whatever, um, is still a reasonable ping for us. Um, and mm-hmm. if then if there's the enough interest, to, a lot of people... If you want to get the best ping to Australia, you want to go Toronto. They have... Um, you, you get about 200 millisecond ping 
um, from Australia. We have a lot of Aussies on our server, um, and they're only getting like 220, 210 uh, millisecond ping. Um, Toronto's got a really nice backbone to uh, to Oceania. And I'd like to do, Thor's just said um, in chat, um, here in Australia, mate, you know, we love it when we get stuff um, that's local, but we're all used to playing. You know, <laughs> I reckon there's some Aussies who, if they were actually to play with a ping less than 50, um, they'd be shit at PvP because they're so used to playing with the higher ping. Um, we just get you used gotta to it. you got to leave the shovel hits. you got to aim early. <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say, we, we won't forget about you guys. Uh, us, but, but, but I don't see this as a mod. This is more of a project. Yep. Like the, the, the experience. Stuff, yeah, the stuff that we're working on, like the, the next thing will be um, potentially replacing all vanilla cars with custom cars. So we have to buy uh, or make models uh, in order so we can fortify those cars. Because one of the things that is bothering me in Daisy is that uh, when you drive a car, you're like a sitting duck. And yeah. with the last update, you cannot even uh, get out the car full speed, mm. which is realistic. I get it, but it's worse for when you have a car. So uh, we're going to do like Origins did, fortifying uh, your hood so people cannot shoot out your engine as easy and your windscreens and your wheels. and That's uh, awesome. Real- That's a fucking yeah. good mod. In, I, I, in my mind, I'm picturing um, bloody Mad Max style cars. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a little bit like that. Uh, people who played Origins will exactly know what it what it kind of looks like. But yeah, so it's it's like a project. It's cars and then probably clothing and guns and it's a, it's it's a bigger uh, thing than just this housing. What's uh, this the? the I'm going to join the queue of people saying I, lo- I really love your work, Erno. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not my work. I'm more of like a idea guy, director. I just what? I, what? I've got a question and... for you, Erno. That um, because you know, normally we only have the one guest on, and we start off with a bit of a you know we get to know people on that. But how the hell have you got all these contacts uh, contacts in Russia? It's almost like it's a whole separate Daisy community. He's a part of the mob, you didn't know? Yeah, I was about to say, are you part of the <laughs> Russian mafia or something, mate? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, uh, when I started this server, uh, Stalker Z, uh, we were the only English server, and uh, all the other servers were Russian. Uh, yep. So the first thing I had to do was get, uh, get to know the guy who made the map, who was Russian. Uh, he told me about other communities and, and how that worked. And then another server came to us uh, wanting to work together. Uh, they set up a meeting. And at first, I thought it was kind of sketchy, but turns out <laughs> those guys knew what they were doing, sort of. We had to fix some of that stuff. Uh, but overall, it was a good thing to work together. And that's how you kind of roll into the Russian scene. Every time we had to speak, we needed an actual translator there because yep. no one really spoke English or Russian. But yeah, it worked. and. I'm really happy that I've done it because I've met, well, people like uh, Soba, who's uh, made this housing. We're going to do this project and people work on my server and there's so I think many it's great cool you have, mate. I, I really do because there's so many, like I've, I've originally gotten in contact with um, uh, someone from Daisy uh, Japan. Turns out there's quite a little thriving um, Daisy community in Japan and being, you know, Brim and I being the main two hosts, and we're both single language speaking plebs. Uh, oh no, you actually speak two languages. You can understand Uncle Ray Ray um, as well, Brim. Yes. Um, but um, uh, there's there's so much of the Daisy community that um, is forgotten because you know they're not English speaking, and I think it's fucking awesome that yeah. you have 
Um, I, I only said that because Uncle Ray Ray's in chat as well. I couldn't help myself but uh, take a sly dig at him. But I think it's great that you've managed to cross that divide, that language barrier, mate. So kudos to you for doing that. I'll join the um, uh, the, the the love train as well and say I love your work, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that one final thing, like people see Russians as, and, and some Russians still do that. I think the majority of people who do that might be Russian. Stealing files, uh, breaking rules. Um, DMCA doesn't really exist in Russia, so they don't really care about all that stuff. Uh, but when you find people who do care about that and they know what they're doing, then yeah, it's just as good as any any other modder out there that knows their stuff, really. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, quick What's shout that? out. I've got a um, bit of an Aussie legend um, poked his head into my chat, God Shadow. God Shadow and I go back years in Daisy. He's one of the um, first guys I met way back when I first fell in love with the game. Um, and of particular interest, he actually saved our ass in the Daisy Ashes, if anyone's ever um, watched him on my channel, um, in Game 2 um, at Pavlovo um, Military. Um, him and a few of the boys from Team Live Action uh, managed to hold off the rest of the pommy bastards and beat them. Um, so... Yeah, he's an absolute fucking legend. Um, and he's a big role player as well. He got right into GTA role play. So he's been quite interested in the conversation about the kinship server and so on. So, yeah, big shout out to God Shadow. Um, play Daisy. Talk to him about Creator Z. Get him in. I, I will, actually. I will. He might be interested in that. Um, it, but judging by his comments, I'm guessing he um, has been dabbling a bit in Daisy. Um, a bit of late, but keeping it quiet. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, uh, so we did Rivet Gaming. Um, Patreons didn't actually give us a topic of the week this week, um, although um, Scale Speaker was in chat and we've asked a few of his questions. Um, so yeah, we've talked about the experimental update, um, but we did have to uh, do this, which caused a bit of a, a laugh in um, chat. The uh, Daisy Troll account. Oh, yeah. oh Daisy experimental. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the trader coming to um, Daisy. And I deliberately, when I saw that, I added it because I wanted to see if anyone would pick up on it. I added it just as a straight comment that you can see here um, trader coming to vanilla question mark. No emojis, nothing like that. And Dares of Jesus uh, bit on it straight away. Of course, I knew he would. But yeah, it's. Yeah. Do you get many people um, biting on this one, Dad? Oh my God! You have no idea. It's so fun. <laughs> Larry, we we get people. I got. We've gotten DMs on that account about like, hey, when are you adding this feature to the game? Or when it's like, we're not we're not the real Daisy account. We're, it's, if you look at our banner, we changed the player to be a zucchini. It's like the whole account is completely. It's so we made it so obvious it's a troll account, but we love it anyway. It's so much fun. I love I, it. I, will admit, I, will admit, I, I did fall for it. I did fall for it on one of the. Uh, I can't remember what tweet it was, but there were. Oh, that's what it was. It was the. Uh, if you do up, up, down, down, left, yeah. like, that made me a little bit. And I, was, I, was, I looked at that and I thought, fuck me, someone's got access to the Daisy Twitter account again. It's actually, you know, they're posting some good shit. I wonder what's going on here. And then, I, and then about an hour later, I went back and I looked at it and I went, oh, that's a at daisy exp that's not the right one and i had to go back and i was like ah twat. I've been, I've been i think this off. was one of my favorites though we had to we had to rename the can of spaghetti to can of unannounced italian pasta due to copyright issues i fucking love it <laughs> we're the daisy account we're, we post other things that the real daisy accounts too afraid to say i have i have well, to ask can we, though can, 
because you've got such a tight relationship with the Daisy team, Dab. What have, the, have they made any comments to you about this account? Like, please so, go easy. I yeah, I've already actually mentioned it. Like, the Daisy account actually knows about it. They they know about it. And I spoke with Adam, and I I made it very clear to them. I said we we have no malicious intent. We have no ill intent with this account whatsoever. We're just here to have fun. We're here to make laughs or whatever. We're not going to ever you know pose as the account. We're not going to take any like financial or anything like that. And they're like, as long you should be fine. We might have to change the name at some point, but other than that, we we should be fine. It's it's all for laughs. <clears throat> no, okay. don't we, don't change can the name. We leave the memes to to this account because Bohemia are really not helping themselves when they post things like the screenshot competitions, etc. Like the 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 one where they they posted it and it was uh, a zombie walks into a bar. Like immediately within 30 seconds of seeing that, I've just posted um, a picture and it just said through the wall. Um, they're, they're, not, they're not helping themselves. No, the but memes. at the same we time, see them focus on the game. I don't know whether you've um, uh, had a chance to speak to Scotty much, um, but Scotty and Yakub, the guys we had on for the um, Christmas um, special, um, they've got a very good sense of humour, and we've talked about it quite a bit for him, haven't we? About how we loved the fact that they were starting to get a bit cheeky in. Um, the replies and that. And yeah. I, I know they're going to cop it. They're going to cop it from people. Um, but at the same time, um, it was awesome to see them starting to give back. I yeah. just, I think, I think there's a balance because I think people, I think unfortunately people are starting to forget that this, this is kind of not a game to a lot of people. This is yeah. something serious. This is this is like eight years of broken promises and disappointments. And mm. just because we're in a good state now doesn't mean that it's it's kind of time to make light of the fact that people have suffered a lot over mm -hmm. the years. And I know it's I know it's an exaggeration. I know there's real problems out there in the world. Um, you know, with COVID and 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 we've talked about cancer and everything. There's there's real issues out there in the world. But a lot of people do take this shit seriously, and a lot of people have have. But, but my comeback on that is those people just need to chill out. Um, it, it, I understand that you know some people, and they do, and I've I've been there myself. You know, I'm I'm a hardcore Daisy fan. It's pretty much all I play, other than the occasional dabble in World of Warships and um, PUBG. Um, that's I can't remember the last time I played PUBG and World of Warships. I think was about a week ago. Daisy's my gaming life. Um, and my yeah. wife would say um, uh, a lot of my life. Um, but yeah, Lax Hawthorne's stream title yesterday made me think of my missus. Um, grown man plays video games while uh, stressed out wife uh, works a real job to pay the bills or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how are, um, you, uh, how are you doing on how are you doing on hours these days, Boydie? What, what's oh shit! Days, I've got two accounts, um, yeah. but. Um, I haven't touched the other one in ages, so this one will be the primary one. Where do you see it? Um, uh, 7,071 oh, it hours. Be at the top. Yeah. yeah, you're catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so, me my less than 2,000 look like shit. But I, I only, um, I don't play as much as um, some other people because I only stream uh, three times a week. And now that I've changed the day for the podcast, um, I don't play Daisy before or after it now. This is just I do the podcast, then I go and spend time with family. 
But yeah, it's um most of my hours uh, came from before, and you know the two times a week, and I do get on a bit during the week as well when I'm working on my server and stuff like that. But yeah, it's um, those people just need to chill out a bit and just I I know that Daisy is um a game that you know by its very nature requires you to invest more time. It's not something that you can just fire up, play half an hour, and then go away. Daisy's not really conducive to that. You generally need a good few hours to be able to have a decent run with maybe some interaction or some PvP or whatever. Um, but there, as you said, there's bigger things in life and just try to have some fun and and, and not be the person who jumps on the minute Daisy posts uh, something on Twitter and fix fucking cars or fix your fucking mod or whatever. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and like a lot of um, the whole purpose of the whole the whole parody account is just to bring some some light to a community that definitely needs like just a little bit of humor in it every once in a while. Because a lot of people take Daisy really seriously, and everybody's like, you oh, know, yeah. they 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 love the game. I love the game personally. I've been playing it since I was fucking fourteen years old or whatever. So, like bringing bringing just like humor to the whole community is all it's all we're about. And if people want to take that the wrong way, then I'll let them. It's fine. But and here's the other Twitter account you should be following as well. If you like a laugh about DayZ, uh, one of our favorites on the show, Brim, out of context, DayZ, uh, when you hear shots outside, but you're on Red Hunger, scoffing the food. I just I just love the... And the, the other thing I love is he gives the credit as well. Reddit, Lobart, he doesn't try and steal this shit as his own. It's always um, giving credit. And again, that means a lot to me um, when you're only one bad experience away from breaking. Killing a player on day one. What have I done? Killing a player on day forty-three. I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only thing, and I will never ever forgive that Twitter account for it. The only negative, if you can even call it that, that I will, that I will give, is when we first learned about them. Oh, mentioned them. Like they trolled the us. Podcast. And I don't, they must have been watching for a while and knew when we start getting into the Twitter stuff during the podcast because they made a meme about the pod. I can't even for the love of me remember what it was, but it was the drama cast, the drama cast, best timing ever. We were literally like, all right, so there's this new Twitter account out, no content. It's fucking brilliant. Check them out. Went to click on it, pulled it up. Boom. First thing that shows up pinned fucking tweet at the time as well and it was trolling us and they had put it up maybe five ten minutes prior to us using that segment oh, it was that's, brilliant that's, that's a living. beautiful stream sniping right there that is it fucking was it was it. we literally it derailed us it was like i think i even made it the um the uh, uh the daisy podcast uh twitter account profile pic for a while because it was just <laughs> they got us they got us and, and we loved it we loved it it was it was very very well played very, the very, only acceptable very well form of stream sniping, in my opinion. The only <laughs> acceptable form. It was good. It was good. Uh... Um, okay, guys, I, I, before we go into the spotlight, I'm probably going to say it again after the um, spotlights and that, but this has been, for me, one of the best um, podcasts that we've done in a while. Um, and primarily what I want to um, bring it back to, there it is there, the drama podcast, um he redid the logo trust, for us trust foxy to be the one that posts that yeah. as well um but this has been one of the best um podcasts i've done and the reason why is you know erno you and i disagreed um on twitter about stuff and we've disagreed about other stuff between all of us here on the show like dab you and um uh mike disagreed on stuff as well but 
the, the, the beautiful thing I love about this show is that it's all being done civilly. Just because you disagree doesn't mean you have to hate each other. And, you know, take that and apply that into other stuff that's happening in the real world as well, folks. Just because you might not see eye to eye to someone doesn't mean they're your fucking enemy. Um, and you need to, you know, uh, pistols or shovels at fucking dawn um, at the top of bloody uh, Athena or something like that. Just, yeah, we can all have um, a bit of fun and you know, disagree and agree to disagree and move right, on so and I still think, respect think, each other. I think we're all... I think we're all here for the same reasons. We just want people to have a good time. That's this, and we love Daisy. Really, yep. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Overall. a love. It's it's a love hate affair with Daisy. It's a love hate affair. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll jump on to the uh, highlights. So we'll start with you, Dab. What was your highlight over the last week or since we've last seen you, buddy? Uh... I don't know. I've been I've actually been sick the past week, so I really haven't had a whole lot of time to think about like highlights and stuff like that. But what was that um, about, mate? I, I saw been... that on Twitter. Not COVID. Oh, I've still got it. I just got like a head cold. It's been it's been rough. I was stuck in bed for like four days. Today's actually the first day that I gotten out of bed. Like, Did you get tested my... for COVID? Uh it's not COVID, no. It's just head hurt. Man, man <laughs> flu's a fucking killer. I'm telling it you. Is. <laughs> it might be worse than COVID. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> The uh, I'd say my spotlight of the week is probably Kadiak. She just got um, she just got partnered on Twitch, and I've been watching her stream a bunch recently. I think yep. she's live right now. She's like, she's actually a super entertaining streamer. She plays with Sarah Moore a lot. She's just kind of out there. She's putting herself out there, and she's kind of she's killing it right now. She plays on day one, um, and I, watching her play is is probably one of the one of the highlights of me. I know, I know she rubbed um Lax Hawthorne the wrong way um when Lax ran into him because she was just so in his face. He wasn't yeah, quite yeah. sure how to take it. She yeah, she just kind of she just kind of lets people have it. And I love that about her. So I'd, I'd say that's my spotlight. It's probably Katie. Congratulations to her for getting uh, for getting partnered as well. It's pretty big. She got it like yesterday, I think. Good on her. Yeah, as as someone said, uh, I think I saw a tweet about that. There are just so many people getting partnered. Um, so many people coming into modding and that for Daisy. Yeah, fucking dead game. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Erno, what about you, buddy? Uh, it's been a well. Over this week, it's really hard because this last week I 100% focused on my own stuff. I don't want to put that in. Uh, that would be kind of selfish. But uh, I'm not sure if he was pushed forward last podcast, but it would be Uncle Ray Ray uh, getting partner and his yep. stream team. Yep. Uh, and too, just yeah. how how unique he is. And I don't have a lot of time watching uh, streamers. I normally just come in chat, say hello, and then I leave again after five minutes. Um, but yeah, he is definitely worth watching and he's, he's why Twitch should exist for people like him, original entertaining streamers. So yeah, that's, he freaks me the fuck out uh, in a good way. I, I like him. I love him. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable when I watch him. What, uh, what a, one of the best <laughs> moments of my life is trying to explain to my 60, See, 64, 65 year old dad who Uncle Ray Ray is and what he's God. about. Trying God. to bearing in mind he's a big techno, he doesn't even understand Twitch. He can barely log into his own YouTube account. Like he's useless. At least once every six months, he'll ask me, Do I have to pay for YouTube subscriptions? Like that's <laughs> that's the level we work with. Trying to explain Uncle Ray Ray to that <clears throat> is honestly one of the most stressful and yet hilarious moments of my life. I can imagine. Actually, before we move on, can one of you smart guys explain? Now, we saw the peak 
um, be reported at 45.556, I think it was. Why is the Steam official uh, charts not updating to that figure? My guess I was on a different be, Steam chart. My guess okay. would be removed uh, Steam accounts. No, I think what happened is Steam charts only checks like every 15 or 20 minutes. And the um, the Steam chart that I used for that report was like checking every five minutes instead. So I think that just reported it like on the top of the top of the hour or something. So if you go to the other site, there you go. It'll give you a different number. 45878. Yeah. It might have been oh, higher than that if you checked every, you know, one minute, but it, it checks every five minutes versus the other mm -hmm. site checks every 15 minutes. Okay. There we go. Um, what about... Um, what about you, Mike? Um, I'm I'm unfamiliar with with Spotlight. Am I supposed to just basically say like someone that I think is worth checking out? Someone or something or anything or yeah, you know, we we did talk about a couple of things that were highlights, such as you know Mr. OG's um uh, fundraiser. But what what for you was something that really stood out in the last week? Ah, oh, God, dude, I I don't get an opportunity to even like look at what's going on i'm i'm like i wake up and it's it's fucking tickets day in day out yeah <laughs> um, i feel that man what was a yeah. good what was a good ticket you had did you have anyone that was exceptionally polite inside your ticket? <laughs> no, no, no i got to ban someone i got to ban someone that i've been wanting to ban for a very long time but i'm not going to get into that because then people will bitch at me for being unprofessional despite the fact that this isn't a job and i don't get paid for it um but no i tell you what um what i'm going to do is um i'm going to point out a mod that I think is really fucking interesting. Um, it's something called Dark Medieval Age. Has anyone seen? Yes. That? Yeah. Yes, I've been meaning to try that. So I, I looked through. I looked through the code, and it's. I I can't wrap my head around it. Like half of it is pulled from like Armor Two. Half of it's pulled from. Some of it's pulled from Armor Three. It's it's fucking weird. Like what they've done, and it's been done in the the jankiest way possible. Like there's a there's a there's a horse mod that is like based on like some ATV mod or something, or possibly even one of uh, Dino's things. Um, just the whole thing is like cobbled together in the, the jankiest way possible. And yet the end result is fucking beautiful. And like, if these guys have accomplished this in like the past nine months, because I think that's how long they've been working on it. I'm, I would be amazed to see where they're going to be in like a year's time. Um, I think that that people. This is it here. Uh, is I just shared it. That looks <laughs> like testicles. <laughs> it looks like bull testicles. <laughs> Dino's horse. Castrated um, his horse and then rode it. <laughs> oh, what God. a savage! Wait, oh, what man. was the mod called again? Is that in the workshop? Uh, Dark medieval age. It's basically a medieval mod for for Daisy. It's on the workshop. It's been made oh, by yeah, some kind of crazy Russians. Apparently, it's called uh, a balls mace. Balls, <laughs> balls. But some of their clothing is fantastic. Like they've got gambesons, they've got you know medieval shields and swords and shit. It's it's just it's beautiful. Am I am I right in saying beautiful. that's the one that's got the working bows and arrows? Yeah, yeah. They've they've got a ton of shit. Um, I the the mod is really small now for some reason i think that file size has been reported incorrectly because it's definitely not 16 meg it's 16 meg or a custom map and models and <laughs> yeah no it's I it's cl it's close to do a few hundred but just the the shit they've done is crazy um yeah 
<laughs> yeah, Blodders is right. We we were launching our our mouse server and we saw this mod, and I was just like, we're launching one of these. Like we're we're launching one of these servers when they finally release the mod. But they're keeping it private. They're running their own server at the moment while they develop the mod. Um, fair play to them. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the best environment for English speaking um, players to go onto at this at this current time. Um, but I I I hope they they keep going and they they create something beautiful out of it because i think there's a lot of scope for that sort of thing in daisy and i think it would make a you know <laughs> in the absence of a uh, a multiplayer kingdom come deliverance i think this is about as good as we're gonna get yeah sure i agree <clears throat> brim what about you buddy uh just posting a link in the chats there um rav plays uh on the 16th of january put out one of his uh, tips videos only this time it was 201 tips uh daisy tips uh obviously rav as we all know um for years has been putting out great tips videos i think we've mentioned him on the podcast we were even lucky enough to have him on the podcast in the uh, one of the earlier episodes uh so yeah i mean it's just again it's one of those where you know i like to think i know quite a lot about daisy i learned a couple of things from the video you know so I mean, granted, I've not got the ridiculous amount of hours that some people have in it. I'm, I think I'm barely, I'm not, don't think I'm over 2000 yet, but it was just one of those fantastic tips videos that Rav does. And again, I say this almost every week on the podcast when we talk about the ages of some of the people in the community, the fact that the guy's like 19 and mm. it seems like he's been around for like 20 years is, is incredible. <laughs> Like, like I knew about Rav plays long before I actually started playing Daisy. I knew about his Daisy videos and I watched them. And then the fact that he turned around and told us he was like nineteen, I was like, the f "How the fuck does that work?" The guy's like reverse aging or something. What Rav is nineteen, eighteen, nineteen? I think he's nineteen. I'm not mm. sure if he's in if he's twenty yet. I'm pretty <clears throat> sure he's only nineteen. He's a young fella, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, look at yeah, look at young ben, look at young Ben Fruit, mate. You know he's fucking been around years <laughs> yeah, now, and yeah, yeah. he's only just turned. Dude, um, I'm, I'm so pissed off that I don't get to call Ben Fruit the only the only Daisy content creator that needs parental permission to play. <laughs> 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 you know you can be 13 years old to buy this game, right, son? <laughs> 18 in Australia. It is, yeah, yeah. It's an eighteen over there. Mm -hmm. All right. No, ben, ben Fruit's amazing. He's uh, he's one of my favorite um, content creators. Lots of potential. I agree. I think um, he'll be like literally one of the biggest streamers in the future if he's going to yeah. continue what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, and he's 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 humble and uh, and he knows he knows everyone in his community. And when you've yeah. got five six hundred viewers, if you can do that, that's that's astonishing. Yeah, and especially at that age as well, to to yeah. to be doing what he's yeah. doing at this age, imagine what what he could be doing in ten years. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. mental to think about. And, and if you haven't subscribed to him on YouTube, music. His music, his music. Yep. Yeah. Yes, dude, his fucking cover of um of Del of Hey There Delilah. Jesus Christ. Wait, really? Dude. Okay, I need this. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. It yeah, it's all on his YouTube amazing. channel. And his and his own song that he wrote, engineered, and recorded forever, forever. is just fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of brings me on to uh, my highlight, and it's one from five years ago. 
uh, six years ago or, or five to six years ago. I had oh, never God. heard this. this one. I had what? never heard this. And I was like, how the fuck have I never seen this before? Um, am I, sh- am I sh- uh, sharing my stream? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang about. Share. Go live. I've just pulled it up, pulled the link up. And... This cover's amazing. Play. Yeah. Yeah. I light my fire, repair my tire, believe when I say I want an AK, but we. I fucking love how they've even got different people singing for each of the different voices. I know the guy from it. Oh yeah. I think they made more songs. They're really good. And what what blew me away is like if you if you guys want to hear the rest of it, go and listen to it uh, on YouTube. I'll post a link. Um, uh, in chat there for you um so they can get their revenue from the views and all the rest of it but when you consider as well when this was recorded they had to go and fucking find every single item they wanted they couldn't just spawn it in and i know yeah it's great that we can do it all now and it makes things so much easier but that just adds to the fucking grift and the grind of what they managed to achieve um by doing what they they did that's Hats off, and I'm, I was disgusted in myself that I had never seen that song before. Dude, I, I can tell you that um, even with admin tools, uh, this is speaking back in the, the Armour 2 days, like to make one of Frankie's videos, mm. um, it, it literally took like two weeks of filming to yep. get a 45-minute video, and that's with admin tools. So, yeah, uh, yeah there's some, some serious uh, serious dedication from those lads. I think it would also be quite cool to see like something like that video, like those guys redo that video and remake that, but using current Daisy, yeah. you know, do it, do it have scenes from Namask, from Livonia, you know, from well, maybe do a different one, do a different song, come up yeah, with something a different. different song, but have, yeah. Yeah, have those same guys who clearly have a talent for it mm-hmm. and, and do it using, you know, current stuff, current technology, current admin tools, current maps. There's actually you reminded me. There's um there's this really really well made um cinematic for that somebody made for Namalsk. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called I'm a Survivor. Yes. I posted it on Reddit. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. probably the best cinematic I've ever seen. Isn't Can't that, play um, that one. It's copyrighted as fuck. That song. Isn't that um Foxy Pote's one for the Daisy for his Daisy Blackout servers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll post in chat here. I don't. Is it cop? Is that version of the song copyrighted? Yeah, it is. Yes. The easy way to tell is go to um, <laughs> I, uh, this just and just below the video. the video, it'll say music yeah, yeah. in this video, learn more. And if it comes up with this on YouTube, that is a copyrighted song, which will get you demonetized. Um, or not demonetized, so, but they'll take it all. Still the a one, great freaking video. Yeah, the one that Dabs posted is not the one that Foxy did. Foxy no. Pope did one uh, when uh, Namask was about to be released as like a trailer, like a hype trailer for his Blackout servers that he's got. 
um but it again it was it was the i'm uh destiny's child i'm a survivor um in the background of or, or a version of it um you know with, with the namalsk side of things in, included yeah now i do have one more thing and this time i am putting my cap in my hand and if there are any generous benefactors in stream, in Clement Dab, you know what I, uh, what we're fundraising for. Um, we can't say it publicly because we're trying to keep it a surprise. Um, but if anyone has, whether it be a fiver or 500 or fucking more, whatever you can spare, there is someone very special in the Daisy community that a bunch of very notable people in Clement Dab's involved. Helkiana's the one organizing it. We Devil knows about it. Brim, you know about it. Um, I do. What we're fundraising for is something that will be, if we can achieve the goal that we want, is going to be a real feel-good fucking thing. So the the reason I'm mentioning it is because I know I'm a shifty-looking bugger with my gap two fucking missing, and people probably think I'm trying to fund my retirement in the Bahamas uh, once COVID <laughs> clears. But... Well, yes, he's taking a portion of it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not taking Joking. a fucking cent. Don't donate to me. Send me a message. Yeah. Send in Clement Dab if you trust his face uh, more a message, and we will send you a link to the fundraiser that we're keeping private. Um, because yeah, we're trying to raise a, we're trying to raise a fairly considerable um, lump of cash so we can do something very special for someone who thoroughly fucking deserves it for all they've done for the community. So if you can hit us up, and we will uh, link you so you can donate directly to the fundraiser that's being run by Helkiana. And if you don't trust Helkiana, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Oh, I, was going to I say, don't trust yeah. Helkiana. What do you mean? <laughs> but guys, I, the only thing I don't trust Helkiana to do is to get the placement correct of, uh, of, uh, what was the, uh, what was the thing that kept going up and down the gazebo kits? That was the one. Yeah. <sighs> She's sus. But guys, thank you so, so much. This has been one of the best podcasts. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. We've gone for, what, nearly uh, nearly four hours, guys, we've been um, chatting about. Um, and it just flies along when you talk about Daisy with people who are just as passionate, if not more passionate in your case, guys. Uh, you guys are doing stuff much bigger and better than I could ever uh, dream of doing. You know, I'm just a dickhead with a voice and an ugly dial. Um, thankfully, brims the looks of the um, crew. Well, especially if your eyesight's as shit as mine and yours clearly is. <laughs> but no, thank you so, so much. Um, guys, what, what can we expect from you in the near future? We've got the uh, so creators coming out in a few weeks' time. Fingers crossed. Yep, yeah. Creators is coming out. Memes will be posted to Twitter at some point. <laughs> With the uh, Twitter accounts, we're going to keep them active, and I'll make sure yeah. that uh, there's some type of content that comes out to sort of give you guys an idea of what it's going to be like to 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 be on that server. So stay tuned for that. And I just shared the links for um, everyone's Twitter and Twitch accounts because you're all on um, Twitch as well. Um, I've got to say, I, I do enjoy watching you uh, stream, Dad. Uh, I joke about it, but you're like the idiot savant of Twitch um, streaming, mate. You just... The shit you fucking do is next level. Um, and if you're at all vaguely interested in modding, definitely go watch uh, Inclement Dab when he's streaming um, on uh, Twitch. It's, it's, it's a sight to behold. He just fucking he types like a motherfucker and he's just, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. 
I've Zom- had a stream recently, but I, I definitely am planning on bringing them back soon. I hope you do, mate. I hope you do. Um, Zombie Lee's saying, Dab's Twitter account is my shout-out of the weekend. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, Erno, keep up the good work, mate. As you saw in the uh, podcast here, you probably get a lot of good comments in that, mate. And uh, I know from myself those those comments of people saying you know, how much they love you uh, is what keeps you going. But keep up what you're doing, mate. Um, and don't let the doubters... Um, decry what you're trying to do with the uh, creator server, mate. It's a brilliant fucking idea, and I wish you and Dab the best of luck with it. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And, Mike, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Um, like I said, you know, your reply to my Twitter account kind of surprised me um, that someone <laughs> um, so heavily involved in modding was like, oh, I've never heard anyone talk like this before. So thank you for coming on, mate. It's been fantastic, and I hope the dev team have listened. Um, and, you know, we do see some changes with how they work with you and the rest of the modding community in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so, so much. We will see you next week. We're going to send the love over to um, Septic Falcon um, because we were talking about him earlier. Um, he's just, he's an absolute boss. Please, uh, is he still streaming? Yes, he is. Um, he's streaming Scum. Um, so we were talking about Scum earlier. Um, you can ask him any questions you have um, about what Scum is doing because I'm keeping an eye on it. it it's a different game you know it's it's not daisy it shouldn't try to be daisy it shouldn't try to beat daisy it should just try to be the best that it can be itself hey brim agreed yeah and i just want to give a quick uh before we end as well let you know that next week uh on the uh podcast assuming oh, nothing's yes. changed is our console special for all you console plebs that keep moaning that we don't do console stuff we've got a uh, revive me ryan and valis mike uh, coming on to the podcast next week uh, and I'm hosting according to what I can see in our Discord yes, here so are, look forward to that guys make sure you come back because there may be now once we do that episode for at least five minutes the consoles will uh, will quieten down and enjoy the, enjoy <laughs> themselves all the best everyone and ciao for now say bye 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 guys bye bye my heart let me take